Welcome to an all new episode of Much to Do About Nothing. I am your host, Juwan, and join with me as always is Joel. What's going on, Joel? Good. I am excited, man, to pod with you today. There's a lot of news that came out. Um, usually, me and you are excited. Uh, well, if we try to be excited to start this show off, usually with the Knicks. Um, they are currently down 14 in the fourth quarter with seven minutes to go. Um, this one frustrates me a little bit, Joel, because our stretch of the next four games are extremely winnable. Um, and I would say these are five games that we need. Um, I assume the schedule doesn't get any easier. I don't even think we've played the Clippers or the Lakers this season yet. We haven't um, played the Lakers yet. Okay. Um, so hopefully we can maybe catch the Lakers before LeBron and AD get back. Wow. Um, but to me, it's just like when you can win games, like our next few games are like the Pistons, the Mavericks, um, the uh, the Timberwolves, all winnable. I'm not guaranteeing it, but I'm saying they're very winnable. We've owned the Mavericks since uh, the little pony went to Dallas. So it's like, you know, it's very winnable. Timberwolves right. winnable. Pistons winnable. This game we're currently losing in was winnable. Um, so like, how do you view that? Do, do, you know, cause I'm looking right now, we're 24 and 22. And I was telling my dad, like, you look at Chicago, who's 19 and 25. They just got Vucevic, right? We'll talk about that a little later. Um, it's not drastic for the Knicks to either make a leap upward or a drastic leap down or not leap, but a, dra- a drastic knock downward. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like games like this games, like, you know, the next four coming up are like, you, you need that more than you've ever needed anything before. Uh, because lo- Oh my God, New Orleans Noel is a freaking monster. Um, because <laughs> losing those games are just like, it, it's, it's to me, the end of the season losing games like that, because to me, the Knicks don't have it right now to where they can kind of kick it into another gear, you know? Yeah. Um, before I pass it to you, I'm, I'm going to tell you what I was telling my dad. The reason why the trade deadline was so important to me, besides obviously my obsessive need for things, was because I viewed this team the same way I viewed the team before the Knicks got mellow. Remember how that Amari team was exceeding expectations, looking really good, but weren't mm-hmm. in the playoffs, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and then they got mellow and then made it to the playoffs I consider the Knicks to be one one guy away from that, you know, to where it's like, all right, guaranteed we can at least make the playoffs, maybe make some noise in, in that first round and win or lose, didn't matter. We made it and we made some noise while being there. But when you look at this, it's kind of just like this team to me very much is like that Amari team ran by D'Antoni, um, you know, with Amari and Randall's very much Amari. And his supporting cast, albeit pretty good, it's just, it, it's not enough, you know, if it comes down to you now have to go on a stretch to win a, a certain amount of games because no. they just show they don't have that. Right. I mean, all probably, especially the, <laughs> the really, one of the biggest issues that my team had was they had no, no center. <laughs> like Amari would technically play center, but. They had no interior defense. They were really bad. Um, and it, it, it was just – that's not really an issue with us right now. Um, but, like, yeah, the, the, we definitely have one star and a whole bunch of young 
possibilities of being stars like, like uh, RJ quickly. And even though Alec Burks has been balling, you know, I mean, the last couple games at least, he's still a six man, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we're still missing a second star at the very least to put next to Julius. And like we weren't like even during the trade deadline, it was gonna be very hard to find one. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's gonna probably take another year or maybe this offseason. I don't know, we'll see. But we definitely need a, a, a better playmaker aside from Julius himself. You know, that'd be nice. Um and of course another more reliable score, even though RJ has been playing well. Yeah, I mean, I look at RJ like a better a better Gallinari. I don't mean Gallinari over his career. I mean Gallinari specifically in that That's season not, of things. Gallinari uh, was a shooter at that time. Say it again? He's a good shooter. No, 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 no. I just mean as far as Amari was Randall. Randall is Amari. And Gallinari was like their next uh, consistent right. score. So yeah, that's, him, that's, that's what I mean. That, that's what right. I mean. It was um, him and Chandler. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. So to me, and Chandler is essentially what Alec Burks is for us right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, of course, I, I believe this team is, you know, definitely better than that team because that team was just offensive-minded and defensively challenged. Mm-hmm. This team is very good defensively, but offensively challenged. They're the opposite. <laughs> right, exactly. So to me, again, um, I, I, I'd had this conversation with my brother. So nothing about uh, – not free agency, I'm sorry. About the trade deadline surprise and or upset me. I think I was just more upset to know that we could have gotten a player for free without having to give up anything to get them. And yeah. we ultimately just kind of said, we're good with what we have. And it's like, I love Mitchell Robinson more than anything. I Look at Nerlens tonight. I love him more than anything. Yeah. The problem is neither you're one of them are offensive threats. No, not at all. <laughs> so I it's mean, like, miss more, more than Nerlens. Right. So it's like, why would you say no to another offensive piece? Again, and it would have only been a rental. Like, we could have just used them this year and then – lose them in free agency, and it wouldn't have mattered because we didn't give up anything. Who was that? Uh, Andre Drummond. Well, well, that's the thing. Like, it, it wouldn't have, we wouldn't have gotten them unless we extended them. There's no and way. Me, I would have I been fine with that because, to me, I, I look at it like this. I have no problems with Mitchell Robinson. I'm not one of these people who thinks he's this injury-prone dude now. My problem is – I have yet to see offensively the upside of Mitchell Robinson. And this is very much a league where Rudy Gobert is the rarest of rare in today's NBA, a guy who can only play defense. And that is it. Mm-hmm. You don't see centers like that anymore. So it's like when you can get a guy who can go get you 20 to 25 a night, you don't ever say no to that for a guy who can just, I mean, look, and, and I'm not like, I'll give you a perfect example, Joel. The Knicks, when they get in bad foul trouble, do you know where most of their foul trouble comes from? The big man. Around, exactly. Exactly. So to me, Mitch's importance is no one wants to drive on Mitchell Robinson. So he secures the, the rim. So it allows the Knicks to play better perimeter defense because, you know, you don't have to worry about damn, they're about, to, they're about to put a move on Taj Gibson and go right to the rim, you know? So mm. it's like his importance is that. I'm not saying he's not important. But again, Drummond can get you 20 and 12. That's just extremely valuable. And for us to kind of just go, eh, no, 
not really. And then Mitch go down, and then it's just like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> like, somebody called Drummond. It's like, no, it's too late now. <laughs> like, you'd have virtually told him, ah, we don't really need you. Now it's like, shit, hey, hey, can you pick up the phone? Um, so to me, it's just one of those things to where it's like, I think that's what upset me more. The Lonzo thing didn't upset me. The Oladipo thing didn't upset me. The Levine thing, none of that upset me. What upset me was the idea that there was interest from Drummond to signing a deal here. And then the Knicks ultimately just said, we're cool with what we got. And I'm like, what you got isn't all that great to be telling somebody like Andre Drummond, I'm good. Yeah, I guess. But the thing with that is this, that's not exactly how it played out. There was obviously interest by us. It's just it wasn't as much interest as the Lakers, for instance, you know. There was more interest from, like, the Lakers or the Celtics. So, for. Let me ask you, know. you this. Do you think if the Knicks went full steam for that four-year deal, he would have still chosen the Lakers? No, I don't think so. I think that's, that's, that's all I mean, then. That's that's all I mean. Like, no. you, you could have had him is the okay. only point I'm making. And the um, point that is they're like at the time they're like well it's not we we want our future to be mitch basically so they're like why then he's gonna probably want to start and mitch is already our starter so like why 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 bring that over here you know it was an option it was a possibility because we kind of needed the help but they felt like they had enough and like and, and like fucking tibbs likes his defensive centers so in that in that way it kind of worked out but it is what it is. Like, it literally, like, cost us everything because he got hurt literally the same day that, you know, Drummond was, like, going to do with his whatever he had to do. So, it's karma. That's <laughs> what it is. It's yep. like it's that luck. Like, well, well, fuck you guys then. And um, to me, Joel, defense is something, is something you either have or can be taught. It's not something that a player can just always be bad at. So, to me, it's like – you know, Drummond could have come here and Tibbs could have coached him up to be uh, serviceable defensively, um, you know, to where he's not as much of a liability. You know, I mean, hell, look at Randall. He's not as much of a liability this year defensively as he was last year. I'm not saying he's a, he's a lockdown defender, but is he the kind of guy that you look at? And you're just like, oh, my God, they're about to drop 50 on Julius tonight. No, last no. year I would have said that for sure. But this year, no. So I'm like, that could have been that could have been taught. And I don't want to make this sound like I'm arguing the point with you, because um, I feel like you understand where I'm coming from. And I 100 percent get where you're coming from. The logic of, dude, we're good. We got three bigs that we're very much happy with that do what right. we need them to do. No, yeah, it didn't make it up at the time. You know, it only made sense after he got hurt. But at that point, it was too late. I mean, I, I told you at the beginning of the season and, you know, obviously I was dead wrong, but. I never felt like Tibbs was sold on Mitchell Robinson. I thought Tibbs very much believed that this was a uh, a prove it year for Mitchell Robinson. Um, still, you know, it, 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 I said it still kind of was. Like Mitchell right. still that, that's why they wanted him to finish the season. They wanted to still see what he had to finish the season, and then this happened. And I mean, to be fair, Joel, let's let's be real here. Andre Drummond is still a guy we can go out and get next year. Uh, technically, yes. If, <laughs> You know, if, if we if we decide that's that's what we want. And I think I was telling you or my brother over text yesterday, um, I don't mind if he goes, tries to win a championship with the Lakers. Hopefully they fail. Um, and our consolation prize in the offseason is Drummond in, in Lonzo. I wouldn't hate that. Mm -hmm. um, you know what I'm saying? And to me, it's like, I tell you this, 
Mitch is valuable. And if we don't pay him, somebody will. Different sure. is Mitch again has a has a a game set that isn't overly valued in today's NBA. Again, there's only one Rudy Gobert in the NBA. <laughs> like there's not 90 cent, you know, of course you have your Steven Adams and, and whatnot, but you have more Al Horfords and Boogie Cousins and, you know, Jokic's. Like, you have more guys like that that are more diverse offensively um, because people just don't value the the big man like they used to, you know? And I know that breaks your heart all the time. <laughs> yeah, but that's not like they don't exist. That's that's right, that's my right. issue, you know? Right. My issue is that they pretend like there's no such thing as centers. So I'm like, that's what bothers me. Yeah, and they did. not them. I mean, what I mean by them is the All Star game. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I know. Oh, yeah. I, I know what you mean. Um, but yeah, like I said, to me, the the trade deadline did not bother me. I I actually made a lot of peace with it with my brother like a day or two before when I was like, dude, wrap your head around the idea of us doing nothing virtually. Um, and then I remember he was texting me like. Yo, I'm watching these uh these Ferguson highlights and like he's nice. I'm like he will not be on the team. Excuse me, he will not be on the team. You don't even have to do that. <laughs> you can go ahead and stop watching those videos right now. He, he's he, no, he will Let's not be on the team. Let's see. <laughs> um, so let me ask you this. Uh, we have essentially with Mitch being out, I think that should open three roster spots. Uh, no, they don't lose him. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. You don't get a spot because he's not playing. Oh, I, I thought you, I thought they designated him for for injury. He is injured, but he's not out of the team. Not off the roster. It's not football. Oh, so he had to be out for the season for us to get that. Even then, he's still on the roster. No, because didn't they get? Uh, didn't the Nets get? Um, uh, a, a roster spot when Dim Dimwitty went out. It's a, it's a money thing to get more money or whatever. They don't have to pay oh. or whatever. Oh, I I thought they said they opened up that opened up a roster spot for them when he went out for the year. It's not it's not that because it's just still not designated to be out for the year either. Um, even though he probably is. Um, okay, okay, I see what you're saying. All he's right, in, but he's not out for like the whole season. <laughs> in two spots. Uh, yeah. What do you see them filling those two spots with? Not a who, just what? Like position. <laughs> center. Okay. Center and, and uh, probably either another shooter or a point guard. I don't know. We'll I see. I don't even know who the hell is out there. Um, There's nobody at the moment. That's why. It's like it's, whoever's out there, it's, 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 it's slim picking. That's why I'm like, you know, and a lot of people have been saying this on Twitter. It's like, Knicks, at this point, why not go after DeMarcus Cousins? You know what I'm saying? Why not? Um, the whole has been, and the same reason with Drummond is like uh, it's been, uh, what's it called? Locker room, the the chemistry. They want to make sure that there's no issues, you know. No I get it, but to me, to me, you can ask like the last what three or four teams he's been on. He hasn't been an issue, an issue with that. I mean, he hasn't even been the Demarcus Cousins of old, uh, getting texts and fighting with refs and all that. Um, so I'm like, I. I, I don't think he would be, especially in the position he's in, where it does not look like anyone's in a rush to to have him added to a team. It's like right. I don't I don't think he would be that guy. But I mean, look again, like I told my dad Joel with <laughs> with um him worrying about how Marvel's gonna do Fantastic Four and X Men. Dad, you don't get paid to make those decisions. 
let the people who do do their job. Just, it was weird. Yeah, you just sit back and enjoy whatever they choose to give you. Um, you know, because it, it'll do nothing but give you headaches. Nothing, trust me, nothing but headaches. That's for um, sure. So, you know, again, we'll, we'll see what the Knicks do. Heartbreaking loss, me and you are experiencing them go through right now. A win that they, I, I again, I know I sound dramatic when I say it, but they desperately did need this win. They they didn't desperately need it because they did. They're coming off a three game winning streak, but they definitely mentally could have used this win because this is a team we struggle against. I only say desperately, Joel, because of how close um, being out of the playoffs, you know, our, our record has us at. Yeah, that's but that's like, I mean, at this point, every game is like you need it. That's what I mean. Yeah, that's not specifically this game. It's every game. But like, but this game is specifically because it's just this team specifically. It'd be nice to get a win over because we just haven't been able to beat them all year. So let me ask you: if you had, if the basketball gods told you you could only have one, you could have this one against Miami, or the last, the last, uh, or winning the last game we played against the Sixers. Which one? Which one would you have wanted more? They's fucking hate you, honestly. <laughs> I, I hate my hand, bro. Uh, um, Philly, we're gonna catch them. They were close. I mean, the last two Miami games were close too, but this game would have been nice to take. You know. Yeah, to me, I want that. I want that Sixers game. I yeah. want that Sixers game back. There's nothing that bothers me in the NBA more than how There's- smug Ben Simmons is. Um. So that's my biggest issue. I, I want that Sixers game. I desperately want that Sixers game. Yeah. Either I, way. To me, watching, watching a guy who is defensively freaking amazing and one Ooh. of the best passers in the NBA but can't do anything else, and, and for him to be that smug, oh, it fucking rubs me the wrong way, Joe. <laughs> it <laughs> I don't uh, like smug players. Uh, I don't mind having them. I don't like playing against them. <laughs> that's, that's my thing, Joel. I want it in my team. I don't want to play against it. Mm-hmm. Um, I know me and you could not care less. So this is our show. We do it. Our we do what we want. Do you want to go over any of the the, the trades that went down at at the deadline? Like any, just anything that stood out to you. We don't have to go through every last one. Just anything that stood out to you. I can go first if you want me to. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Aaron Gordon. That's huge for Denver. That is huge for Denver only in the sense of it adds it adds rebounding. And it's another guy that can kind of give you that flame, uh, you know, that flame off the bench. Aaron Gordon's not a guy that you need to drop 30 or, or even 20 a night. If Aaron Gordon can get you 15 and 10 a night or even 15 and 8 a night, you're solid. You're solid. That was a good trade. Um, but to me, I love that. Uh, I, I love that for them. The Chicago one stood out to me, but that was more so their desperation to keep uh, Zach. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, we'll see what, what comes of that. But to me, it was just like, I was so confused when they were like, they traded for Vucevic. And I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Like, all right, you know, I can't wait to see what uh, Markinen does on <laughs> on the Magic. And they were like, no, no, he's he's staying here in Chicago too. I was just like, wasn't mm-hmm. the whole point to get rid of marketing? Why, why, why is he still here? Um, so essentially, I either means one or two things. Literally, no one answered the phone when marketing's name was brought up, or they thought, you know, maybe keeping some of our, our best scores, which are Levine and marketing, 
Um, and then adding someone like Vucevic can maybe give them a playoff push to, you know, to kind of let Zach know that you have something going for you. Um, but to me, I want to see Zach go. I want to see him go. I want to see him be in a better situation. And I think Markinen in a better situation could, could look really, really, really good. Um, but yeah, those are the only two that really stood out to me. Everything else is, uh, you know, Brooklyn. Let me just say this. If you're a Brooklyn fan and you are bragging about the moves you've made this year, I just want you to know that's not, I'm trying to say this so it doesn't sound like I'm a hater and there's no way to really do that, but there's just nothing to be proud of. You're essentially letting the rest of the NBA know that you're so insecure and you don't think you're able to get the job done. You're just going to stack the deck. You're going to stack the deck. So it's almost impossible for, for you to lose. And to me, I look at this and I like it because we've seen this before, Joel. Yes. It was called the Lakers. When the Lakers were like, let me just go get um, uh, Carl Malone. Let me go get freaking Gary Payton. Uh, Gary Payton. And Detroit came in with no superstars and was just like, nope, we'll take that championship from you. Yeah. So to me, my my deepest wishes would be for that to happen exactly the same way. Yeah, that'd be interesting. See, uh, I'm so not that's sure. all I have to add. So it's on you. Yeah, I don't, I don't, you know, I'm not worried about Brooklyn because, like, yeah, you know, they they got what they wanted. They they paid and they got what they wanted. They, they were, if they win their championship, they bought it. <laughs> they got it. You know, they paid the right money for the right players, and lured in uh, ring chasers at the end, just like most super teams do. Um, so it's not like it's a new, it's an original take, but of course it's a KD bed team, so not too surprising. What do you expect, right? Um, so. The Chicago move with Vucevic to Chicago, I mean, I like it for them. That's obviously their way of saying they're going to go with Levine uh, forward, giving them that two All-Stars now. Uh, it might take them a while to gel. At least the whole team has as a whole. They're going to definitely need a point guard at some point because um, I, unless, you know, Kobe White snaps out of it. Um, then you have they start marketing. They have Patrick Williams. So decent starting five. Um, it just it's going to take time to see how they really look when they're healthy. Uh, then Aaron Gordon to Denver. Good. I'm not a big Aaron Gordon guy like at all. I think he's good, but you know I definitely wasn't going to pay over the moon for that guy. Um, and I guess he fits fine in Denver as a piece. You know uh, he fits because now you know Paul Millsap's getting old anyway, so it makes sense for them to replace him. Uh, he'll probably be, and you know, he's more than likely going to be the starting power forward now going forward for Denver. So that's good for them. They found a new starting power to go with their young team. Um, I will say really quickly before you go any further, I will say if he wants to remain on that team, spacing is drastically important for that team. So his yeah. shooting is going to have to get immensely better because um, there will be nothing that pisses the, the rest of that roster off. <laughs> like uh, Jokic trying to get busy in the paint. And then he he turns around to spin and there's Gordon because he doesn't he, he can't shoot so he's not on the three point line, right. um like that that'll really piss that roster off because they do they do thrive off spacing it's why Millsap was so valued, 
Um, so yeah, he's going to have to figure that out. Obviously it's going to be tough for him to get that done this year, but going forward, get that done, Eric Gordon, or I don't really know where else you, you fit in, in the NBA, if you can't make it there. Yeah. I don't, yeah. Like, you know, I mean, a big move for them, I think is a good fit for them, but you know, as an individual piece, you know, you're not building around Eric Gordon. <laughs> um, what else? Fournier to Boston. I thought that was a nice pickup for Boston, but that's not good. I mean, how much is it moving the needle? I don't know. Um, what else? I mean, the Bill Victor Oladipo to Miami. They, they didn't even play. Obviously, he's not playing today, but I wonder what he looks like with Miami. So I wonder what that's going to look like um, when it happens. Um, I don't even know what the fuck Houston's doing anymore, so I'm just going to move on from that. Um that's really it. Just move on from that. I love you, Joel. That is like the most Joel thing ever. Like, I, I'm not even gonna wreck my brain thinking about that shit. Like, they're mad. I have no idea what their plans are. I, I, they, they, they ruined it for themselves. They could have gotten a better package, not much for all the depot, but for like Harden, and then uh, getting what they got back from for all the depot was like worthless. Like, I'll tell you this: their biggest mistake was. They were half in, half out. Like you look at OKC, lost Durant, lost mm-hmm. Oladipo, lost West. Uh, I'm not. I'm sorry. Lost Paul George. Lost Melo. Mm-hmm. Lost Westbrook. Mm-hmm. Look at the return they got for every loss they. Well, obviously not Durant, but every other loss they really had. They let him look, at, look at what they got. So to me, it's just like there's not one player. Because again, you don't count Durant because he left for free agency. There's not mm-hmm. one player that they lost that I would say is better than James Harden. No. So the fact that he that the fact that Sam Presti is his name, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. The fact that Sam Presti got essentially eight hundred and fifty-seven draft picks over the next <laughs> five years is insane. Because you're Houston, you had Westbrook, you had Dwight Howard, you had James Harden, uh, you had Chris Paul, and essentially you have nothing to show for any of that. No championships, no draft assets, no players to build with going forward. It's just virtually a mess over there. And there are two players I feel drastically sorry for, and it's John Wall and Russell Westbrook. You look at them on their respective teams, and it's just like you would share they had nothing in the tank left. You know what sucks about their situations the most? It's because they get paid so much, they almost handcuff their team. (laughs) And it's like it's almost their fault. (laughs) that their team sucks and also that they're that they're paid that highly. And it's like, you're, you're kind of stuck. You know what I mean? It really does. And that, yeah. They're stuck in progress because they have no, no real help. Uh, and then they can't, and they're just good enough to not get good picks. And it's like, what, what are you then? You know, it's just, it doesn't make sense. Especially Washington. You know, they basically have two superstars in Washington, Westbrook and Beal. And it's like, how can you guys not be just a little bit better? And essentially, and essentially, to your point, it's a decision of: Do you want money, or do you want to, or do you want to win games? You can't have both. And essentially, until the conversation comes of the team asking them for pay cuts, I don't even know if basketball does that like football can. Um, but I mean, we the contract. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't even think players do that. I, no. I don't think I've ever heard of that. They get bought out. That's it. That's the closest you get to a buy uh, to negotiating. Yeah, contract. players are like, "Wait a minute, hold on. What? You want me to take how much less, bitch? What? 
no. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, you make an amazing point. And it's funny that you make that point because that's the same point Skip Bayless said about the Patriots is that you're legit in a situation to where you're never going to be one in, in 17, uh, one in 15 or something like that. So it's like, you'll always be middle of the pack. So it's like, as long as you're middle of the pack without a quarterback, you'll never be in a situation high enough to get a guy that right. you franchise quarterback. So it's essentially like you're, you've put yourself in a situation to where you've been so good for so long you now have made it to where it's like you don't ever see the bottom. And it would take New England to legit just say, we want to lose. Right, tank. Right, exactly. To actually get a high pick to, to replace it. And I don't know, man, to me, it's just one of those things. That's why I said when Washington was like, we're not interested in trading Bradley Beal. And I'm like, you don't have options. <laughs> like That's yeah. not an option you have. Because unfortunately, no one wants Westbrook, and it's not because he's not a good player. It's only because of that contract. Because yeah. if he had a friendlier contract, there's at least eight teams that I could see that would say, you know what, I'll take a shot on Westbrook. He'll be available. People will take him in like two years. <laughs> I'm honest with you, Joel. If uh-huh. I can be completely honest with you, if his contract was friendlier, I mean drastically friendlier. I don't think the Knicks don't don't look at him uh, before the start of this season. No, there's a lot of teams that wouldn't that wouldn't have taken a shot on him. Right. It's just, dude, you're making too much money and you, you your shooting percentages are horrible. I can't yeah, do both of those. <laughs> yeah, one I of the can't other. Do both. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. Not at all. Like to me, you got something has to give. If you shot better, I could at least say it's yeah. worth money. Did you see his game tonight? He had like thirty-five and twenty assists. Some shit like that. Like, See, that's that's the confusing thing about Westbrook. He'll do that, and then he'll do what he did against us the two times he played us, where he couldn't hit anything. Yeah, he makes forty one million this year, forty four next, forty seven. <laughs> oh, as a player option in his third year. And that's what cracks me up about James <laughs> Harden's disrespect to Houston. It's like, look what they did for you, <laughs> like. You needed help. They went out and overpaid Chris Paul to a degree. You needed help. They went out and, and leveraged their draft capital to get you Russell Westbrook and, and pay him a shit ton of money. And it's like, you got the nerve to say, you guys didn't do enough for me. What? <laughs> if I'm Houston, I'm suing you for slander. I did everything I could for you. Um, That's on you that you couldn't get the job done. So yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. But um. Again, Knicks loss. I don't know if this knocks us out of the fourth spot. Um, we have to wait, I guess. Yeah, we have, to wait. we have to wait until at least tomorrow to kind of see how all the games shaped out today, I guess. Um, but we're back. We're back playing again uh, Wednesday, I believe, against the Timberwolves in Minnesota. Um, I don't know. Maybe? No, no, no. Yeah, we do play Minnesota Wednesday. Well, okay. um, hopefully we get the job done. That's that's all I can ask. I hope so, because that last game against Minnesota was way closer than it needed to be. And you know what's even crazier? It only got close in, like, the last few minutes of that game to where we kind of just were like, eh, we don't have it. It was not that close that entire no. game. So it's like, scored 88 points today. That's fucking sad. <laughs> and you know what's crazy, Joel? What does Frazier always say? Nick's recipe for winning is preventing the other team from dropping 100. 
I don't think Miami had a hundred tonight, and we still lost. Yeah, they we, no, they didn't. They had ninety eight, and we still lost. Yes. Goodness gracious! That lets you know the offense wasn't there. Wasn't no, there. wasn't. That first quarter was tragic. <laughs> it was like clank clank the whole game. It's it's super insane because you go, we you know I I do think and I look at Randall and it's breaking my heart, Joel, because Randall making you know doing this playoff push is starting to look more and more like mellow the year we had 50 wins where it's like he's clearly not healthy going into the playoffs and it now will you know it now will depend on can his talents outweigh how bad he's probably feeling um and that's a lot of pressure to put on that guy you know um hopefully one of these games rj has a breakout game where he just takes over himself Um, I think that that was really one of the biggest problems tonight. RJ only had eight points. He struggles against Miami. They really know how to hold him down. <laughs> yeah, it, it, you know, to me, I think what stresses me about RJ, and I said this before. First of all, what stresses me about this team is they refuse to look up. Um, I oh god, there's nothing that infuriates me more, Joel, than watching them come down the court and seeing a shooter wide open. And no one looks up to throw it to him or an alley-oop that they miss. It's just, uh, but to me, I don't think RJ, RJ to me is too passive. He's not aggressive enough. And I don't mean aggressive, like in his style of offense, I mean, aggressive as in you got to tell Randall or Peyton specifically Peyton, give me the ball. Say, give me the ball and go to work, put your hard hat on and go to work, RJ you know, drive to the basket, get, you know, get good looks, draw double teams, dish out. I just kind of feel like RJ is kind of like, they pass it to me. Cool. They don't cool. And it's like, you can't have that, man. You can't, especially when you have an alpha dog, like, uh, like Randall in an alpha dog mentality, like Alfred Payton has, they're not looking to immediately, uh, get you in good positions or get you the ball, RJ, you got to go get it. Um, so hopefully, like, I was really depending on RJ to have, like, remember that year JR just was just unconscious. I Just unconscious. You bring that up a lot, yes, I do. Because it's just, it's it's one of those rarities of for me. Because, again, I didn't grow up in the John Starks era. Um, so it's just a rarity to me of seeing, like, how you guys talk about John Starks is how I viewed JR uh, for that season. So where he was just unconscious. He just couldn't be stopped. Um, I just want RJ to just give me a breakout game, RJ. That's all I ask. Just a breakout game. I think he's had several breakout games. I think this has been his worst game of like in many games. Oh no, uh, I'm not judging him off this game. I'm just saying uh he's gonna need to be more aggressive because it's looking more and more like Randall just he doesn't have it. And it's funny you say he's be more aggressive because I think he is aggressive on offense when he has the ball. Yes, uh, he's not. He's never gonna yell at his teammates to give him the ball. Uh, but he definitely is more aggressive than our other draft picks, and I think that's why he's more successful. He's not as like Knox and, and Anobi are not as aggressive offensively. You know what I mean? They're just not strong. That's what it is. Not, aggressive is maybe, maybe not the right word. They don't have the physical strength that R.J. Barrett obviously has over cer- certain players. And he showed it tonight a couple times. It's just he didn't do it enough. And, and don't get me wrong, he missed like – where was it? Uh, he had he was four for twelve. 
And it looked like he made more shots, sort of God. But then also you got to make those free throws, uh, even though he only had fucking one free throw attempt, apparently, which is insane considering how aggressive he was being. Um, it's crazy. Like tonight we got out rebounded. I don't like that. Told you that's my least favorite thing in the world. I hate being out rebounded. Um, I always got- attribute that to the idea of <clears throat> of um, how important Mitch is. Um, Taj Gibson is one of those guys that can rebound, but I watched a play where. <laughs> Taj didn't box out, fought what's his name, uh, to get the rebound, and then was like, Wait, I fouled him. It's like Taj, yes, you fouled him. Why didn't you box out? Like, like, why? That's the that's your one job. That's your one job is to box out and get rebounds. And you somehow just just goofed it. Yeah. And it's like that's where Mitchell is very important because even if Mitchell doesn't box out, his athleticism can lead him to getting those rebounds. And it's like, Taj, you Easy. don't have that. <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> yeah, not nice. anymore, for sure. So it's like, I don't know, man. But um, I will say, uh, you know, I, I do hope Mitch is part of our future. I do think if Tom Thibodeau can get Joakim Noah Defensive Player of the Year award, Mitchell Robinson can a 1,000% get it. Mm-hmm. Um so to me, I do hope that he's part of um, Mitch is part of our plans going forward. Um, also, I did want us to give a shout out to Mike Woodson, uh, going back to his alma mater to to become their head coach. Um, usually, they like to do that after the season is over. I don't think I've ever seen this in the middle of a season. Um, yeah. Especially in a late push like this. Um, They let him go, yes. Right, right. That's what he was saying. um, uh, I always say swearing him in, but they weren't swearing him in. But when he was – Yes, his introduction. Thank you. He was saying how nice they were to do that because it just doesn't – it usually doesn't – something like this doesn't happen. Where it's like, hey, you better come get this shit now, bro. And it's like, uh, (laughs) I got to go, Knicks. And it's like, wait, what? Um, but it was very heartbreaking, mainly because for some strange reason, the NBA was trying to take, or not the NBA, the basketball gods were trying to take all of our coaches away from us in the course of a week. Um, (laughs) luckily, um, you know, Kenny Payne said, no, Johnny Bryan, I believe was, was also the other one being coached said no. Um, but I will say that's the one thing that sucks about your team being good is the idea that other NBA teams are like, wait a minute, shit. They, if they could turn the Knicks over in just a year, shit, can he, can he do that with my team? And it's like, God damn it, no, leave him alone. Um, so hopefully we don't have to have that issue anymore. But I brought it up to you, CK2K, shout out to him, brought it up that um, the assistant coach for New Orleans um, mm-hmm. has been a guru for Lonzo and his shooting ability um and ingram um so he was kind of alluding to if you know we go after lonzo we should definitely go after that assistant to replace mike woodson um because of what he could do for rj's shooting mechanics and obi um because like clyde said today obi's problem isn't ability it's confidence mm-hmm. um, and, if you, and if you ever watch lonzo in years before shoot that 100% wasn't ability. It was confidence. Um, it just seemed like he wasn't as confident taking these shots that he would religiously do in college um, in the pros. So, you know, look at him this year. <laughs> you know, yeah. look at him this year. 
he took a leap shooting like Randall took a leap in leadership um, for the Knicks in just the course of a year. And Ingram looks freaking amazing uh, also. So it's like this guy is good at what he does, or at least he's really good with, with Lonzo. Um, so to me, we said it before, we said the connection of bringing in a Kenny Payne, the, the connection is something we wanted for this team because it, it was something we thought could bring out the most in some of these players because their familiarity with them. Um, you know, if we do go after Lonzo, I, I do want us to have that mentality in mind also. But uh, did you want to say anything about Mike Woodson? No. Uh, I mean, aside from, like, you know, I'm happy for him, and it was it was nice to have him back for a short bit. <laughs> um, but, you know, look, at this point, uh, I, I trust the front office to go after whoever they want to help fill that void because, uh, obviously – the guys they brought in have worked and people want them. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just let that be the last time people want somebody from, from us. Don't, yeah. don't make that a habit. Yeah. We can't time, you know, just still too, too soon. Yeah. Like good. This is our first year and people are like, let's take everything we can relax. Goodness. All yeah. right. Let's move on here. Joel. This is news that, I'm not excited about, but I'm excited for you about. And that is the news of Godzilla vs. Kong director Adam Wingert to helm Thundercats movie for Warner Brothers. Um, And I only say I'm not excited because me and you have had this conversation a million times. You're Thundercats. I'm (laughs) He-Man. We just... Go ahead. No, no, I'm very much Thundercat guy over He-Man guy. I don't like original He-Man. I don't like. I'm excited for the cartoon. I'll be look forward to the movie, sure. But like, I wasn't into that old cartoon. Again, I, I told you. I tell you this all the time. I don't like blonde people when I was a kid. It was weird, <laughs> especially that's blonde hair. But I like the He-Man movies, like the old '80s one. I used to watch that show all the time with uh, Dolph Lundgren. But yeah, my know. only my only issue with Thundercats was I. My mom had the VHS for me of the He-Man cartoon. I think it was the movie, the animated movie that they did, or just a season, one of the two. So I was introduced to He-Man before I was Thundercats. So to me, I essentially saw Thundercats as just a lion version of what He-Man was. (laughs) So I was just kind of like... I preferred the lion version for sure. Which again, not a problem. (laughs) That's why I'm saying I'm happy for you because I know how much you love Thundercats. But to me... That was the only reason why I never got into Thundercats is because yeah. I, mean, I just kind of saw it as like exactly the same thing. Um, yeah, they weren't, but but I see because it's the '80s. A lot of a lot of those '80s shows felt similar. <laughs> well, to me, I'll I'll even be honest. I'll I'll even be honest with you. Six or seven year old Jawan seeing a cartoon where a guy raises his sword from small to big and then gets stronger. And then <laughs> Thundercats go from small to big and he gets stronger. It's like I'm watching the same thing. Uh, well, I get it now that it's not, but I'm saying okay. me then, I 100% thought the, the mechanics of it was exactly the same. And I'm like, I I, I can't give to both of these. <laughs> like, I was yeah. very much the guy that was just like, all right, I've enjoyed time with you, Pokemon. It's time for Digimon now. Like, I, I, I can't do both of them. Yeah, I can very much balance both. That's why I have loved both DC and Marvel, because I can do that. 
that might be the only thing I think I've ever been able to balance. Is just like, all right, I think I can. You don't have to shit on one to like the other. One hundred percent, and it's why and it's why I made sure that when I opened this, there was not one negative thing said about Thundercats. It was just me bigging mm-hmm. up um, how much I know you're excited. But anyway, enough for me. How excited yeah. are you for 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 this to to be actually happening? I'm very excited. I've wanted to see this for years, like a come to come to fruition. Because you know, there there was a whole bunch of times where you know they've teased it, but we've never nothing's ever really been greenlit. Uh, and like we always thought about like, who would be cast as the Thundercats, and like I can't wait to do fan casting for it, and I can't wait to like we get some word on who actually is part of it. Uh, but yeah, man, I'm super excited for that because that's gonna be so like what the, what he has plans for it. Like he wants to do some type of like hybrid CGI version, which I'm like, okay, I'm down for whatever the fuck you're talking about because I just want to see it happen. Uh, but uh, some hyper realistic CGI version of it, I'm cool with that as long as it doesn't look like cats. I think we're cool. Um, <laughs> you know, it's just I just want to see my guys in action and uh, and modernize it a little bit. Sure, cool, I'm kind of cool with that. I just can't I just can't wait to see what it looks like at the end of it, you know, um, because I've been waiting forever for it. Um, and it is not exactly like obviously He Man goes from like a normal dude to like this giant bodybuilder. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lionel doesn't change when he does the sword, it's yeah, only in the beginning, it's yeah, it's just a sword that goes from like, like a dagger to a sword. Mm-hmm. Uh, it only in the beginning is that he's a kid and then becomes an adult. I forget how why, I think I forget, <laughs> it's been a while, but yeah, it's you know series. what it also was, Joel. Uh, Lionel's villain looks just like uh, what's his name? Uh, yes, looks just like uh, Skeletor. One's a mummy, one's a skeleton, but yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I'm just saying there were there were some similarities uh, for, for sure. But let me mm-hmm. ask you, what's more important to you, um, casting or the visuals? I mean, both, obviously, <laughs> but the movie well, has to, obviously. Only reason I ask is I we've seen a lot of movies that maybe had good visuals but didn't have a great cast, but the visuals were strong enough to carry it. Um, to me, I, my mindset for He Man, I'll just I'll give an example for He Man. To me, when they casted Noah, to me, kind of like it's a whatever casting. The visuals is what has to hit. Like me seeing him go from this scrawny kid to like this buff like you said bodybuilder right. is very much a visual thing that that has to it has to work and that's why for me i think it's gonna be harder to pull off he-man than it is thundercats because <laughs> they I are what they are they don't change their form you know i agree with you because i even go back to again it was it was done as best as it could for the time but i even go back to first avenger um captain america first avenger yeah, how horrible it was to CGI Chris Evans to be this shorty, and then seeing him come out of that thing like this brolic, you know what I'm saying, like crazy specimen of a man. It's like, yeah, I don't know if I could do a full movie of a guy looking like that. (laughs) Or two, and that's the thing. Like, uh, and this guy Noah, Noah, not a big dude. I mean, he's getting bigger now because he's. He's getting in shape, but even then, I don't know if he'll ever be as big as He Man normally is. So it's like, how how are you gonna pull? Out? Are you gonna be blonde too? Like that's another question. Because like again, I, I I had issues as a kid, but of course, 
He-Man is not, you know, it's a blonde character. Is it going to be blonde? Yeah, to me, I I wouldn't have an issue. I would actually prefer it if they change it and just make it to where he's always He-Man. Um, I, I, go yeah. ahead, I'm sorry. No, I agree with you. Like, that's kind of how the old, old movie did it, too. Right. To me, it's just, it's the easier thing to do. And to me, honestly... I don't know many diehard He-Man fans who are like, no, I want to see the transformation. Like, dude. Maybe the first time, just like Captain America, and then just go back. <laughs> I mean, no, to me, I would like it if, you know, they do it the first time, and then, you know, throughout the movie, they find a way that he can stay as He-Man. Right, right. Um, not, that's he, what <laughs> right, yeah, and he decides, like, you know what? I want to stay like this. Like, I don't, I don't want to be the scrawny guy anymore. I am, he, like, yeah, just like Captain America. Like, that's, this is who I am now. Yep. Um, that to me, that's just the best way to do it. Uh, it, to me, don't make me continue to go through seeing how horrible that scrawny thing looks. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, Thundercats is very much heavily going to be visual. I, I honestly, to me, w- movies like this, movies that are comic centric, cartoon centric, I don't need the strongest of, of actors, I need your visuals to hit, and I can live with the acting. Um, it's why, again, I, I speak so highly of the first Transformers. You did, and you know me, Joel. We came out of Venom going, you did enough things right for me not to care about how glaringly bad everything else was. Um, so, so to me, it's very much like, if you can give me really good visuals, but the acting isn't, you know, like Oscar worthy, I could 100% live with that every day of the week. You just have to do certain things right. That will mm-hmm. appease me, and yeah. get no complaints out of me. I don't need bad one, like acting. Like I don't, I don't. I, I can live with mediocre acting as long as everything looks fine. <laughs> but like yeah. bad is like I don't, and I'm not very picky either. So like it's hard for like for me to like, hey, that was terrible. But like sometimes it's obvious, and you know it's not common because it's just it's just so rare for someone to be that bad at their job. <laughs> but. <laughs> but um, you could definitely cover it up, especially if it's mediocre, uh, just with visuals and good timing and just, just say your lines right, you know? That's it. And He-Man is very much, uh, and I'll even say Thundercats, aren't, to me, to me, and please, you know, jump in if you disagree, I don't consider them strong, strong stories. I consider them as strong visuals. Um, like, that's really what people... Uh, you know, hang their fandom on is how great a vision yeah. those those two cartoons were. No one, I don't think I've ever met someone that's like, "Yo, did you see that story of of Thundercats yesterday, bro? Like that shit was dope." Like, no, I see people like, "Bro, that sword, that sword was crazy in that battle last." Night. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I don't yeah. need the greatest of stories. Like to me, that's a difference between Thundercats and He Man and Gargoyles. Like, I need my Gargoyles to have a good story because it's story-driven. Um, but Thundercats and He-Man? Nah, just give me visuals. Yeah, I mean, it, it obviously you need a good story if you want a good movie. Right. Sure. <laughs> but, I, I'm, not, I'm not alluding to I want a bad story. I'm just saying it's not one of those things that's like if the story happens to be somewhat me- – perfect example – I believe you'll agree with me. Venom was not the strongest of stories that they could have come up with. No, but it was the right amount of mediocre. Mm -hmm. And it had, it had so many like she venom. 
like um you know the carnage tease at the end like it had a lot of nods jameson's son being the astronaut it had a lot of nods to me that were like this kind of worked Venom himself was really a big reason why i enjoyed it because the dynamic between him and eddie the look of venom with just without the spider <laughs> on his chest right, uh, right. still looked great you know yeah so to me it hit all the right nods for me enough to be good even though it was definitely not a strong story. So that's no, that's not at all. Yeah. 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 And that's why I'm look, I'm hoping I can't wait to, to, to for them to start moving along so we can get some casting news because that's exciting, you know? Yep. Fingers crossed uh, the year, uh, the year doesn't end without it. Yeah. Hopefully that it's, it's, it moves along quickly and it doesn't fall into where he man is at right now, <laughs> which is pretty much nowhere. Limbo. Uh, why Noah was free to be Adam Smasher. <laughs> right. Um, but all right, we can get, we can actually go into that. Speaking of which, we have an official date for yeah. Black Adam. I will tell you this, Joel. I mm-hmm. was very disappointed in how much they built up uh what the surprise was. For a date. Um yeah, because here's my thing. I I'm I'm very realistic with this. All I wanted to see, Joel, was them announce it. And then you know how he was he was on, like, all the Jumbotrons or whatever, all over New York or whatever? Yeah. I wanted a suit reveal. <laughs> me too. Like, Joel, me and you have said this for forever. He already has been in that suit. They're they about are. to start filming. So it's like <laughs> you perfected the suit. So why can't I see him in the suit? Yeah, I don't know what's taking so long. So I was a little disappointed because I'm like, all right, great we knew the movie was was gonna come out like sure the date to have the date for for guys like me and you that does mean something but to me they built it up like i was about to see something and it was just like no here's your date it was like me. could have just put that in instagram post i was disappointed because i was like damn it like i'm happy that we got a date because it was just kind of hanging around there but i wish we saw something (laughs) new you know what i mean official aside from concept art like we're still stuck there because to me, it, it doesn't take much to to wet our whistle when it comes to stuff like this. But no. to do all that and then just go, here's no. when it comes out. It's like, that could have just been an Instagram post, bro. Yeah. No but it, he did it in New York. was like, oh, I'm trying to show off. But look, dude, without the costume, it was just a date reveal. <laughs> like, <laughs> what I'm saying. That's like... That's <laughs> had a date before. You just ended up moving because of the pandemic. That's like... Nothing really new. <laughs> that's Man. like someone. That's like someone going through a whole gender reveal party, right? And then yeah. everyone's like, "Oh, I can't wait to see what the gender of the of the baby's gonna be." Yeah, and no. All the, it is, and all it is is the people going, "We've decided we want to start trying to have a kid." Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> what or, <was> that? <laughs> or or the date when the baby is gonna be born? Like, oh, <laughs> right. what the fuck? What the fuck? I need it's that. Like, it's like, well, is it a boy or a girl? Oh, we don't know yet. We just know that it's it's coming at some point. It's like, well, duh. <laughs> we knew that. <laughs> what is it going to be? Um, yeah, no, that's just a little frustrating. But again, me and Joel are very much interested in knowing specific dates that we can hold people to. Um, so it wasn't like it was a waste of time. It just was a little disappointing. Right. Like I do. I track that the dates and I have a whole fucking little thing I made. So it's fun to like, insert the new date. And it's the same month as Black Panther 2. <gasps> Ooh, a lot of black going on around these parts. Yeah. Black Panther 2, I believe, is the, the ninth. 
You know what I mean? I actually, I can't, to me, like when someone brought this up, Joel, and it didn't even, because, you know, my mind's just on so much. It didn't even like register with me when someone was like, oh yeah, Aquaman comes out next year. And I'm like, I've legit heard nothing from James Wan about Aquaman too. Um, So I'm like, that's probably going to change. And the fact that it's December, they might push it um, a few months. And and then I thought just now when you said it, Black Panther 2 is supposed to come out next year. And I've yeah. also heard nothing about when yeah. they're starting, you know, anything really. Right. Just right. People are going, it's going to be hard to do it without Chadwick. It's like, no, we know that. But like, what are you going to do? Yeah. Like, What's the plan here? <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, and again, me and you are very much of the mindset of we know they're not going to tell us anything. That's fine. That's not what me and Joel are asking for. Me and Joel are asking for, what are you doing? Like, you haven't said when filming begins so we can look for people to get us, you know, information secondhand. Like, we've just heard nothing besides everyone just saying it's going to be really hard. No, we get that, but when are you starting? (laughs) Like, you know? So Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so that that just dawned on me. Hopefully, so we get news this year. You know, at some point this year, they got to start filming soon if they want to make that date. So that's what I'm saying. And we know Marvel. Uh, you know, even even in COVID, to not really um, push yeah. off uh, filming dates. <laughs> so it's like you know, we get something. But um, right. all right, let's move on. Uh, let's talk Suicide Squad trailer. Tia was pissed at me, bro. She um she texts me and she's like, "What did you think of the Suicide Squad trailer?" I was just like, "I don't know what it was, but it just it it didn't move me the way that I thought it was going to." I don't think it was bad at all. Um, oh. still really excited for it. I just I, I don't know I don't know what maybe I was expect I was expecting, mm-hmm. um, but it just it it really honestly didn't move me. Um, oh, it moved everything in my core. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? And I'm going to tell you exactly like I told Tia. That warms my heart. I love to hear that. Because, no, you don't. No, I honestly do. <laughs> because not fuck about how we feel. I you, just, do. you don't. You didn't like it as much as you wanted to like it. Now, no. you can't explain it. I'd love to understand it. But, you know. Let me it, tell it you good. why. Let me tell you why I enjoy when you guys enjoy things that I maybe did not. Is because you look at it differently than me in a way that maybe could could spark my interest more. Like you could come out and go, Juwan, did you even know that blah 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 was in blah blah blah? And it's oh shit, no, I didn't even know that. Like, okay, all right, let me look into that. I'm excited now. So to me, that's why like I made that, sure I'm not saying. Oh, go ahead. What, I want to know what it is that that did not spark your interest. No, 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 no. It, it just it, I won't say it didn't spark my interest. It just didn't, it didn't, like, you know trailers are huge for me because it's make or break. Like, trailers to me, I could see it and then go, I need this movie now. So this or broke. It. Say it again? So this this was broken for you? It, it just, it, it was one of those things where it was just like, I don't know, the... the, the your I, expectations compared to what you saw. So what was different? I don't know. Like, all right, yeah. so, it comes down to it's like what did you expect and what you got and you're like well that didn't hit the way i wanted to so what were you expecting that's that's why i said that's what confuses me i don't know it just it was one of those things where it's like i've been waiting for this trailer for so long 
I guess I was just maybe expecting more and more sometimes is something that you can only <laughs> grasp when you see it. Um, I want to know what more, what, like what you want to see the movie at this point? <laughs> yes. I mean, for being <laughs> honest. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, I, I, I did enjoy the King shark. That was, that was, I told you before that was going to be something um, that I looked out for because I very much thought that they were doing King shark kind of how the Harley Quinn show was doing King shark. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I was very much looking forward to the idea of him being this, this buffoon. Um, so I, I love that. I didn't know till you told me that it was, uh, Sylvester Stallone as the voice. Mm-hmm. Um, so that excited me for sure. Uh, the gore I think is what's going to really, is what's really gonna, excuse me, carry this for me. Um, I also really did like the, uh, the exchange on the roof of all the things you could do that will end up them killing you. Yeah. Harley's like personalized license plates. <laughs> and I'm like, I really did. I can't wait to see that specifically. Like that looks like a lot of fun. Um, but overall, I'm still really excited for this movie. Uh, I can't wait to see it, but I, I would definitely say the standout for me of this trailer was uh, probably the, the reveal of Starro. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. We needed um, that. And and it was the idea of him just going, we got a freaking kaiju. Mm-hmm. Um, like that was just, that was awesome. Um, so my, my, my biggest thing of this movie is this movie being a plus for me, Joel, as long mm-hmm. as I, and we can assume that we will, as long as I see a whole bunch of minions with, with a starfish on their face. Yeah, I mean, we we're, we've seen it in the back, in the set pictures, like the, the fucking starfish on some of the soldiers and shit. You know, someone brought this up, and I wanted to know if you thought it was true. Someone said that Zack Snyder's movie had a mechanical version of Starro, and that's what was sucking on the Atlantean's face. Do you buy that? I remember seeing that scene, (laughs) but I wouldn't call it a Starro. Okay. No, because it it looked like it. It just obviously was more mechanical. Yeah, Yeah, it was. Um, but I mean, Zach never came out and said that that was the motivation or what he was trying to do. But someone had said it uh, yesterday. I was just kind of like, I never really yeah. thought like that. Okay. You know? Me neither. I mean, it looked like a, it was interesting looking for sure. <laughs> and uh, I just also thought the idea of how it attached to the face. Yeah. Um, did. Like, all right, you know, there's obviously the similarities there. So I could get how someone, you know, deduced that. Sure. Um, but right. you know, I want to hear it, man. I want to. I want to hear uh, what you loved about this trailer. I love everything from like the very beginning of this trailer, the banter in the beginning, the seeing them interact with each other. That I just did not expect to like it as much as I think I did. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, maybe that's why I liked it so much because I was just like I just enjoyed everything, everything <laughs> about this trailer. Um, so it's like seeing Harley yeah, again uh what, the, what you know like we've seen her in like other snip pictures and like behind the scenes and shit so we get to see them like all of them again uh, in action in their scenes and like i just i just felt cool like uh it's, it's take it's gonna take me a while to get used to like them using bloodshot i mean uh yeah but uh why you know uh i don't understand why they ended up going with that character of all the characters in the dc universe but fine whatever um I really can't wait to see how what John Cena does as uh, as a peacemaker because that looks hysterical. Um, 
it's, it's I'm watching it right now because like I'm watching like, the trailer because I just I, I'm just it's just it's so funny it's just you know it, it entertained me it made me laugh the obviously gonna be bloody and gory and I nice to see some of the characters back from the original movie uh and it's fun to like trying to figure out like who might make it who might not kind of scary actually because there's certain characters you kind of you know you, you go into a movie you're like you know you don't want certain people to die so you don't want to be upset but that's what I said don't get too attached so with any expectation to me when they say don't get attached to me um i i want to see james gunn really go for it um well (laughs) i want to see big name like all right so me and you theorize about this after um the fandom so it looks like one one team gets led by rick flag and then it leads them to the team that we saw on that bus Yes. Um, so uh, there's probably like a million deaths in the first, like literally the first right. half of this movie. Right. Um, but to me, to actually showcase, like, you know, don't get too attached. Obviously, we know Harley Quinn's safe, so that's just stupid. And I, I'd bet dollars to donuts, Peacemaker, uh, Peacemaker is safe. Peacemaker probably, yeah. Right. Now, the one that would really have people like, whoa, whoa, what? Idris Elba. If Idris Elba is the one of the ones to die, regardless of how he dies, whether it's to save the, the team, whatever. Yeah. Um, that would be the one to really have jaws drop. And to me, I think it's a move James Gunn will do because I find it hard to believe that if Will Smith is available come the sequel to this, yeah. um, that James Gunn doesn't bring him back. I don't know how you get two alphas like Idris Elba and Will Smith to kind of co-star um, because obviously you look at this and you're like well he's definitely alongside Margot is like the headliner of, right. of this movie um, so to me once they made it known that he wasn't going to replace Will Smith as Deadshot and they were going to you know, make him someone else it right. was like okay well then I want to see that be what's expendable because to me, yeah. me right now everybody on that team that's not Margot Robbie Joel Kinnaman and John Cena, me and you could a hundred percent see them killing off. So that wouldn't shock us. Yeah, I want I also don't I also don't want to lose King Shark. (laughs) Oh no, 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 no. I I don't either. I mainly don't want to okay. So realistically, I don't want to lose Captain Boomerang, so he's in the actual franchise he belongs in. And I don't want to lose King Shark because I'll tell you right now, King Shark versus Aquaman is a money maker in the making. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's like I want to see that. (laughs) So you know, don't don't kill them off. Yeah, I would love to see King Shark. Uh, definitely want to see Captain Boomerang survive too, because he's just like that. He's basically, I'm gonna call him basically the Hawkeye of the Suicide Squad. He's not gonna die. You want him to die? <laughs> it seems worth it, but he, he's not going to. <laughs> he should be that guy that people want to see die, but just because you want to see him die, he won't. <laughs> you I will never understand why people want to see Hawkeye die. And you know what's so crazy? People will tell you, man, I really hate Hawkeye, but I love that Black Widow. What is the difference? I, I don't get it. I don't get it. No dickheads, that's what I say. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I hopefully, because he's part of that first unit, so we'll see how that works out. <laughs> yeah, he is part of that first unit for sure. Fuck. <laughs> um, I mean, look, it's also very possible, Joel, that maybe maybe some of them don't die. Maybe some of them get corrupted by Starro. Um yeah and they have to kind of take them on i just to me it's just one of those things to where it's like you got to really 
you know, you're you're pushing this, you know, don't get too attached. And it's like, you got to really sell it. And the only way to really sell it is Idris Elba is the name that's that's got to go. Got to go. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it, you know. Um, and honestly, this movie leads us into the game next year. So, uh, you know, I'm really excited yeah. for that, too. I am, too. You know, I really, that game looks fun. Now, that was a trailer that I was I fell in love with. <laughs> that Suicide Squad trailer I, I, I loved. Yes, that was a fun trailer. I like that trailer a lot. I can't wait to see how it plays because obviously we didn't get any gameplay right. footage. I would really look forward to seeing uh, I'm hearing there's some troubles with that game too. So like that's not true. Like them not not sure if they like the final product of it. It's it's well, kind of why they pushed it so far. Um, because remember, we saw this last August. It yeah, but it, always, this year. but it was always supposed to come out in 2022, uh, 2022, yeah. Right. Gotham Knights is the one that got moved. Right. I, I, again, I, I hope it's not true, because I really love this trailer, and I can only imagine how well the gameplay is. I mean, the first thing me and you said was, you ended the trailer with them, with Superman popping up, and it's like, yeah. how the hell am I supposed to fight Superman with these guys? Yeah, it's called what? Kill? It's called Suicide Squad Kill Justice or some shit. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Insane. Yeah, I, I'm definitely skipping that level when it comes to Batman. You will not have me do that shit. Uh, but all right, me and you are both really excited for Suicide Squad. Um, they did some really cool things in this trailer for sure, but the Starro definitely stood out to me the most for sure. Yep. I wonder if we'll ever get the main three from that sort of that comic book because like we've gotten Deadshot in the last movie and Captain Boomerang and we'll get at least Captain Boomerang back in this one <laughs> um well seems like they don't ever want to use Bronze Tiger for some reason in this thing um so I'll tell you what Joel I find it very hard to believe that and again it's another reason why you should really kind of hope that Idris Elba's character bites the bullet it seems as though there's a black quota that they have to meet for these teams. Um, <laughs> so, you know, if we'll not it, using the main one, it bothers me. So but that's much. what I was going to say. It's very yeah. possible. Maybe Arms Tiger is using the next one. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. You can't have two black guys. Only one. <laughs> yeah. Only one. They'll never allow two. But to me, it's like Bronze Tiger is always a possibility. So James, James Gunn comes out and says, I have no interest in Bronze Tiger. <laughs> Why did you guys leave Bronze Tiger out? Like we know, uh, he originally wanted to use Deadshot, <clears throat> um, but that was the whole purpose of his story. Originally, yeah, the main story. But he wrote this basically for Idris Elba. But like you know, I, I guess at the end of the day, they're like we want to still use Will, and we don't want to kill off Deadshot without Will. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So make him a new character altogether. All I right, mean, so. no. Remember, this is the same universe that wanted to greenlight a Deadshot movie. True. Yeah. So it's like they obviously really, 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 really want Will. So that's the guy we'd never have to worry about dying. Um, but that's also another character that I'm kind of just like, God damn it, I wanted to see him in a Batman movie. You know what I'm saying? I want to see like, yeah. him versus uh or the, at least the Suicide Squad versus Deathstroke too. Like we talked about that. That would be cool too. We talked about that ad nauseum. <laughs> I told you that's what I wanted more than anything. Cause I'm like to me, they're making Rick Flag Amanda Waller's uh, second in command, which again is completely fine. But to me, I want that to be Slade. That was Slade the comics for for a long time. I'm about uh, to say uh, that's very also accurate. That's that's who he. That's Rick Flag has always been second in command. 
Right, but and was Slade but, second in command? Never. <clears throat> really? At least, yeah, no. It was always Deadshot or Rick Flag. I I could have sworn it was this run where um Slade was kind of like the the leader of the of the group, but only to kind of keep an eye on on the team. To nope. make sure that they... In the New Fifty Two, there was a moment where they fought against him, and then he like they recruited him, and he wasn't really technically like he didn't have a bomb in his head. Just, he was just basically being paid. To... Right. I, I thought Amanda Waller. Okay. I, I, I again, you know, you know me. I remember things wrong all the time. So I, I just I, I thought that was Amanda Waller's. I know historically, it's always been. Um, Rick Flag. I just thought there was a run where Slade was her her trusted guy on the inside. Yeah, and that was later New Fifty Two. Because after when the New Fifty Two came about, the Suicide Squad didn't even have Rick Flag. They like completely skipped him. It was just Deadshot and Harley. That's when they added Harley Harley Quinn, and then they had had Boomerang. Yeah, that I was will say Spring Shark. That was all New Fifty Two. I will. Diablo. There's never been a comic book run more divided in my heart than the new 52 it's just like god damn you guys do shit that i hate and love so much um, <laughs> i mean yeah that's that's what it's all about they, they did some weird shit but they also did a lot of good shit <laughs> joel's just like do good shit i can ignore the bad shit just do some yeah. good there, there, there's no such thing there's, there's always going to be something that you don't like you know like rebirth did a lot of good shit but they had some weird shit throughout it <laughs> Right. Now we now we have Infinite Frontier. Let's see how that goes. So far, I like it, but it's just starting. Yeah, the the Star Wars book is really ah, not like it at all. Um, but all right, let's move on. Speaking of Star Wars, Joel, um, we got some confirmations on Obi One show. Yeah. Um, and those confirmations are. Yeah. We have a cast of Moses yeah. Ingram, Joel Edgerton, Bonnie Pisces, I think, Kumail okay. Johnny, Kumail. Vera, say it again. Kumail. It's not Kamal. Kamal. Okay. Kamal Nanjani, mm-hmm. uh, Adira Varma, Rupert Friend, O'Shea Jackson Jr. God, that man finds work. Uh, Sung Kang. Simone Kessel and Benny Safty. Um, yep. Moses Ingram tweeted out that she gets to play with lightsabers. I said awesome. this before she uh, before she tweeted this out. I had immediately tweeted to AJ. There's Inquisitors in this cast that was announced, and if I had to bet money, it'd be Ingram and Varma are uh, two Inquisitors. Um, Rupert would be a really interesting one, but he has that smuggler face. Like he's he could be a character kind of like how um Benicio <clears throat> del Toro was. Mm-hmm. Like I remember, oh my god, Joel, there was a whole Reddit thread I was a part of that was like, yo, Benicio del Toro is like one of Vader's inquisitors, would be so not Vader, I'm sorry. One of Kyle, uh one of Kylo's inquisitors would be so dope. Mm-hmm. Um, because we had this whole theory of like Snoke didn't trust Kylo so like he had this this Sith Lord in like the wings to replace Kylo um and we were like that's you know because you don't bring Benicio Del Toro in to do something stupid and sure enough it brought Benicio Del Toro in to do some stupid shit so um, that was one of the that was one of the times where I was just like 
at some point I'll stop theorizing. Like at some point I'll just get tired of being wrong. I mean, I, I haven't hit that moment yet, but oh. God damn did WandaVision try me. It's stubborn. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, till I die, Joel. But anyway, uh, we got some more news with that. Uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi show will be set 10 years after Revenge of the Sith and sees return of Hayden Christensen as Darth Vader. Filming begins in April. Also, Joel Edgerton and Bonnie will reprise their roles as Owen and Baru from Revenge of the Sith. So essentially, they're the, uh, they're the uh, adopted parents of Luke. Yeah, I remember. Um, they get burnt to crisp. Uh, uh, yes, a thousand percent. Like, <laughs> super burnt to crisp. Um, this really excites me. My biggest thing that I want from this show, I want Inquisitors, I want Vader, and I want Cody. If I, I, want, get... I want answers. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> who are these people? <laughs> um, I don't know. To me, I'd be really disappointed because to me, if this is only 10 years after Revenge of the Sith, Vader very much did have Inquisitors. I mean, we've just seen it <laughs> in Rebels. Okay, but they're not all fucking inquisitors. That's one I want to know who, who is and who is it and who if they are, who are they? <laughs> well, to me, I'm looking. Like who the fuck is Camille Nunchani playing? Who the fuck is O'Shea I Jackson? I can almost Who's guarantee you Camille is probably a thousand percent either <clears throat> one of those um weird looking aliens that will be like comedy relief or like a droid. That'll be somewhat like. Remember how um, what's his name was for um, ah, uh, what was Rogue One? Yes. I think I think he probably would be like a comedy relief like that if I had to bet money. Okay. Uh, so two of them we can cross off because we just said they're they're Luke's adopted parents. So two of them oh. we can cross off. Clearly Obi Wan and Invader we can cross off. So that's four we know, Joel. So the rest the rest we have to wait and see. Yeah, and then you know, young Luke, I'm assuming too, probably. Then, um, yes, hmm. yes, yes, I'm trying to think so, because to me, you be, can have you can have the parents and us not see Luke because I think sure. the whole point was for Obi Wan to have never come in contact with Luke till the moment he actually has to. Um, so it's possible that we just no. see them. He knew him. What do you mean? He knew old, 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 old Ben. <laughs> no, I know, but I, I'm saying this. This is, I'm saying, because the parents are there doesn't mean we have to see Luke because we know that's that's a that's a can that was kicked down the road. I'm saying it could just be that they're a cameo. For just one episode of him just kind of you know because to me it's the last time we saw obi-wan he had okay. sworn to look over luke so to me it's like you can't bring the show back and not kind of answer has he still been looking over luke um so i'm like he could just be talking to them to kind of just making sure luke's okay how's he doing right. um I, i'm not disagreeing with any of that i'm just saying we could also see young luke we'll i don't, I don't, think, I I don't mean, think that i don't think they've never met before no, 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 no. I'm agreeing with what you said, and what you said was accurate. They knew each other later, is what I'm saying. How do we know that? That they met each other later? We know that we only know that that they that he knew him earlier, uh, prior to ever seeing him in, in originally in New Hope. Um, but we they've had some history, not probably don't hang out a lot. He's probably some like they probably probably looks at him as some old weirdo, 
<laughs> for yeah, in the that's, desert. Yeah, that's what he knows. Him. That's all I'm trying to say. We don't know when they fucking interacted in between. No, in the comics, it did say it was it was like you're saying it was an older Obi Wan. Um, so it was it was probably around Rebels. Remember in Rebels when we saw Luke again? Uh, not Luke, Obi Wan again. Yeah, but Luke's gonna be ten basically in this movie or this show. Right. And like, how many years? Five years later? Because how old is Luke when he when he runs into Obi Wan? I mean, not uh, in New Hope. God, Luke was maybe late teens, early twenties. Definitely teens. Definitely not twenties. He was probably like sixteen or something like that. Seventeen. Okay. Yeah, I, I can give you that. Sure. Yeah, I can give you that. Okay. All right. Not that so, far. We're not only far. a couple years later. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay. Yeah. I mean, look. I'm down. Uh, to me, it's just one of those things where it's like, um, I'm not saying he needs to be like young Bruce in fucking Gotham. No, I don't need any of that bullshit again. Oh I'm God, just, no, we don't ever need anything like that shit. No, um, a cameo like the, just the parent, like the parents wouldn't be crazy. I just want to see how you pull off um, Vader. I mean, you're telling me Hayden Christensen's back is Vader. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I want to see how you try to make that man ugly. <laughs> well you don't when do we see his face again do we really need to that's another thing unless it's like flashbacks or like mind games type well, bullshit i'm hearing i'm hearing we will get flashbacks but um we gotta also remember anakin's face is burnt it's not like deformed so it's like he can have moments where he has the the mask off and we see the face um, yeah it, it'll just be weird because it's like what I don't want is there to be a moment where he kind of like takes off the helmet and we kind of hear and we kind of hear him as Anakin again. Um, don't, 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 do that. <laughs> don't do that. I only want to hear Vader is Vader. Don't 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 do some stupid shit like that. You don't need him taking his mask off. <laughs> I personally don't need him taking his mask off ever. If I'm being 100 percent honest with you. Yeah, that's um, why I don't know if I. Unless it's a go, of course, like you said, flashbacks, or like you said, it, they have some type of mental battle or whatever the fuck. Yep. I will also say shout out to my boy Star Wars. Uh, uh, shout out to my boy Theory. He said he wanted this, and this is something I've always wanted to see because it is important to the story of Anakin. I want to see him rip, ripping through the Jedi Council um, at the uh, at the end of Revenge of the Sith. We've never seen it. We've never seen it. It's only talked about, and we saw the the little hologram. I don't need to see him killing kids, but I do want to see how he ripped through an entire order of Jedi masters, uh, or just plain Jedi. Um, so I'm like, I hope we do get like a flashback of that. That'd be really, really, really cool uh, to see him do that. Um, but I'm excited for the show. I'm really disappointed we didn't see the actor who um, who we just saw as uh, Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. Um, casted in this because I really wanted to see Trooper. Uh, uh, more Tamara, Tamara Morrison. Whatever. Yeah, I wanted to see Cody because to me that's adding insult to injury. To where like you see Anakin and Cody just chilling, like fuck you, Obi, and it's like God damn, I love both of y'all. Why did y'all do this? Um, so I would have liked to have seen that, but you know, who knows? But uh, anyway, uh, because I was hearing rumors that we could see the um the Inquisitors and Cody lead a um lead him yeah. to go kill obi-wan i heard about the cody thing too yeah well i mean i mean this this doesn't mean it's the end you know when they could be surprised oh for sure a hundred percent a hundred percent so hopefully it's it's that but again not putting too much faith in that um my only faith is in the inquisitor so 
Hopefully I get that. Um, all right. Anything else you want to add about that? Not much. I mean, I, I look forward to it. That's one of the things I've always wanted to see from Star Wars was that moment in between. <laughs> so I'm really excited for it. Absolutely. All right. So I mentioned before, we do have a updated lineup for 2022. The Batman yeah. and uh, the Batman March 4th, Black Adam, July 29th, Flash, wow. November 4th. Excuse me, an Aquaman December 16th. We have uh, also new casting in, uh, in Black Adam. We didn't go over last week, I'm assuming. Oh, go ahead. No, drop it. Go ahead. You don't remember? No, 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 no. I'm saying, since you brought it up, go ahead and go ahead and intro it. Oh, oh, they finally casted Dr. Fate. And we will be getting Pierce Brosnan will be playing the Dr. Fate, Kent Nelson. So, yay. That's awesome. Me and you spoke on, we do hope that we see the passing of the torch. Um, Eventually, yes. Yeah, yeah, but nah, I mean, if you're gonna go with Ken, that's, I'm not, I'm not complaining about <laughs> Pierce Brosnan. I mean, I don't think you get any better in casting. Um, but I, I do hope when, when I saw that, the first thing I honestly thought, Joel, was that's the same treatment I hope we get for Dick Ryder. Um, and Richard Ryder. <laughs> yeah. I, I, sorry, Be Richard, careful how you how you yeah, say that. <laughs> there are inappropriate people that will listen and go, "Whoa, what did I just tune into?" No, yeah, uh, there's a reason they don't call him Dick Ryder. Yes, <laughs> they don't call him Dick Ryder. But Richard, uh, Dick is short for Richard, uh, and that's more so what I was speaking to. But anyway, um, I because to me, me and you said we don't need a lot of him going forward. We do want to have him have a shining moment but ultimately pass the torch, like, almost immediately. Yeah, like, I don't need numerous Richard Ryder movies. I, I One is sufficient enough for me. Um, I would prefer the movie to be about the kid that he's passing it on to. Um, so I'm I very much look at this. Yes, so I very much look at this as him getting his introduction, then I would like an actual movie for him, but that movie not being about him, being about the person he he eventually will will pass it on to, um, because I assume that this team that they're building in this won't be what we see in Black Adam two. <laughs> so now, it will depend on where this team goes. Period. Um, right. Will Will the team get their own spinoff, which might quite possible. Yep. Then of course, uh, yeah, I could definitely see that happening. Uh, he is older. So if doc, this Dr. Fate can easily, I mean, that's how it was recently in Justice League Dark. There was two Dr. Fates. It was the original, and then there's the new one. And they were basically helping each other. Like, he's helping him transition. Into, and then, of course, the adventure takes over. Right. Um, but, like, there were two, because obviously, there's actually been more. But really, if you're going to go leave it now, it's definitely it's Kent, the original. And then, of course, whatever, I forget the new guy's name, but him. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll get there. That's all I'm asking for. Um, but yeah, no, this is that was an amazing casting in the same week that they casted um uh Helen Mirren as the main yeah. for Shazam too. Yes, as uh some I forget the name, Hespera, something like that. Mm -hmm. Uh yeah, it's weird because we don't it's not a character from the comics that we recognize. It may be a character from uh ancient lore. Uh she's like one of the uh nymphs or the or, well, it's not just her, like three of them or whatever. Um, 
Jesus, if I could just remember. Ooh. So that's why there's there's we have a mirror. She's gonna play the older sister. And then the youngest sister, the youngest one was also casted not that long ago. Um, I forget her name though. Um Zegler, I think. That sounds that sounds familiar. Um anyway, there, there's there's gonna be three sisters. So expect one more casting of the middle aged <laughs> one. Um so they're gonna they're gonna be playing the villains. So we don't know in what, in what capacity, but um her name is Hespera. That's her name. All right. So that's her. So her name's uh, her name is Hesperus. So I don't know if they're all Hespera or they all have different names or how that's gonna play out. Um, they are the three nymphs who are the daughters of um, Titan. The, I mean, I'm sorry, the Titan Atlas. Uh, and so we're gonna see or how or why they have an issue with Shazam. So we'll see where it goes. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. That's a great casting. Um, oh yeah, big one. Yeah, no, that's that's a huge casting for sure. Uh, speaking of castings, Joel, we got some castings for Hulu's Modoc series. Yeah, we got John Hamm as Iron Man, Nathan Fillion as Wonder Man, Wonder Man, uh, Whoopi Goldberg as Pound Cakes, and what? Bill Hader as Ongar the Screamer. Nice, because um, who like is that? <laughs> Exactly. That was my exact thoughts. This is great. John Hamm is someone that I always thought, besides my actual pick for who I wanted Iron Man to be, uh, would be a great Iron Man. A hundred percent would be a great Iron Man. Um, to me, I've always imagined Iron Man again as the douchey kind of guy, and John Hamm could a hundred percent pull off the douchey billionaire. That's it. Before Robert Downey Jr., I didn't really have a specific you know idea of how tony should be played mm-hmm. again i again just like i had issues with blonde people i had problems with people with mustaches and you know that point stash bothers me till this day <laughs> but now they give him more of a goatee but I, you know back in the day it was straight up mustache straight up uh, mustache, straight up mustache. mustache or nothing brother yeah i'm like i'll just keep the helmet on i don't want to look at it um <laughs> <laughs> It was weird. I had a weird tick when I was a kid, like mustaches and blonde people. I just uh, couldn't connect. It doesn't work for me. Um, <laughs> that, that automatically took out the Avengers because they were blonde and had mustaches. <laughs> so, you were just like, no way in hell am I doing yeah. that. that none of them. Like the so Cap was blonde. Thor was blonde. Tony had a, a porn stash. Hawkeye was blonde. Come on. Yep. It was, they were they were definitely already off. They were on my nah, fuck them list. <laughs> yeah, it was a hundred percent, literally, just like that's all we got for you guys. We're just we're stashing it out. Everybody's stashed, blonde and stashed. Yeah, um, <laughs> worry about him. Just it was Flash, and you know they never make him blonde in, in live action for some reason. <laughs> yeah, they actually don't. They kind of get away from it, really, honestly. Right. Um. So that cast sounds amazing. Obviously joining um Jesus, what's his name? Patton Oswalt. Yeah, he's gonna be Modoc. Right. Uh and the trailer looked awesome for Modoc. I don't think we ever talked about it. Uh yeah, it did look pretty good. So not oh. bad. Uh and Modoc is a very comical character, which is why I I was really confused when they were like, Yeah, we're doing ant-man and a wasp in the whatever the hell it's called and they're like yeah we're bringing in kang and i was just like modok is literally like tailor-made for the kind of humor that ant-man is has been catering to since that first movie that's what i always thought they were building up to 
I thought we were going to get some form of aim led by Modoc and Ant-Man and, and Wasp had to, you know, had to stop them. That's always what I imagined. Um, so if this if this trilogy ends with three and there's no Modoc, I, I will have figured that a wasted opportunity uh, to really bring in a purely humorous villain for, for that franchise. Um, but yeah, so um, looking forward to that series coming out on Hulu for sure. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on. We got some, let's just get into it. We got some Falcon and Winter Soldier to go over, man. Let's get oh, into it. So exciting. <laughs> um, no, 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 because I, I again, uh, talking about it on Saturdays sometimes just is, is a little draining. Um, but you do it to yourself, you guys are fucking insane. <laughs> um, hey, man, hey. Um, but uh, what was I gonna say? Yeah, the only true. I don't know. You know what it is, Joel. You ever see? You ever see? Like, I'm trying to find a, a perfect example you ever hang out with like three other friends or, or yeah three other friends right and then like the 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 one friend that's really like a lot of fun can't come around anymore because like you know you know he, he's doing stuff at home he's working or whatever so you hang out with your other two friends and it's just not the same it's not as fun like to me i look at this and i kind of go i really thought that I would enjoy Falcon and Bucky. And then it didn't hit me till this, this last episode of how much I think I miss Kat being in the mix of that, or just someone else being it. Like, I think when Sharon gets there, I think that'll be the buffer that I need for those two, but it, it is just, it is not doing it for me with these two. And I'm like, I don't know what it is. And then I'm, I'm going through the episode and I'm like, all right, like this is giving me some, you know, the stuff that I like. Like we saw, um, we saw some more of the flag smashers that I'm starting to believe will just be anti-heroes for this show. Mm. Um, we saw a power broker show up. Um, and I'm like, you know, I'm liking some of these Easter eggs that we're getting. Um, and then it 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 happened, Joel. <laughs> the moment of this show that made me go, ah, I almost threw up. I say this all the time. Me and you had this conversation. We we gave Supergirl credit when they introduced a transgender character, when they introduced their plot of, you know, how strong women are. We kept saying, we don't ever mind that. Like, it's a narrative that's needed. You just can't force it. Like, it, it has to be something that's just natural. You know, we say it all the time. Like, when you cast someone uh, as, you know, uh, you know, someone that's a straight character, but you cast someone who's actually gay. To okay. me and you, to me and you, that never matters. We just want it to become normalized so it's not a big deal when it happens. Like people aren't throwing parades. So I'm watching this, and when they come out of the house and they're arguing, and cops show up out of nowhere, it's just like, oh my God, this was not, this is so forced. And the cops are just like, freeze. You okay, white gentleman? You all right? All right, this black man Bob. Like, where the fuck did y'all come from? Who called you? Like, I don't know. It was just one of those things where it was just like, that no, just one, no one calls the cops. Like, when was the last? I never look for cops. They find me. You know what I mean? Well, j- all right. So here's my question. Black neighborhood. They legit <laughs> they just walked out there. of the house, Joel, and they weren't yelling like a screaming match. They were just, you know, angrily talking at each other. Yeah. And then the cops just showed up. Like. 
what the fuck? Where did this come from? Like, where'd you come from? Were you just well, you could you could you could see the cop on the corner at the time when they were walking down the street. Really? I missed. Okay, then then I take everything back. I didn't see that because I'm sitting there and I'm just like, where the fuck did this come from? Like, where did you come from? You could see him at the end of the street, like by the stop. I guess it was a stop sign or whatever. I don't know. Uh, I, I completely admit, thank you for that then I, I completely missed That's it That's alright, I gave you the, the whole Shazam and the lightning bolt You didn't see the lightning bolt, so I'm there for you bro I didn't see the lightning bolt Why didn't I see the lightning bolt, Joe? You miss shit, Dewan I really do I This either is why I yell at you sometimes for watching shit without me I'm like <laughs> No, that is fair we, we do usually watch things together So you can kind of kind of guide me through life um, but no, I mean, to me, ultimately, this this was an okay episode. Um, I think what stood out to me the most was how clear it is that uh, U.S. agent a thousand percent has super soldier serum in him. Um, and it also speaks to the theory I gave you last week that I believe Ross is behind it all. Um, if you watch the end credits, uh, Ross's name is is shown uh, along with a quote, um, and worth noting at the beginning Shatterstar I believe is his name he mentions to um, Battlestar Battlestar sorry Shatterstar is from I think Deadpool 2 Transformers what was the name of the guy that's uh, the lead in this new Mortal Kombat movie that was in Deadpool 2 what was his name wasn't oh, it Shatterstar I think it is Shatterstar yeah okay so maybe that's what I was confusing with um, he mentions that you know like Look at us. A few weeks ago, we were in, you know, uh, Chile uh, on a mission. Now look at us. And to me, what stood out to that was the last time we heard of a mission in South America in the MCU was when uh, Yablonsky was was made into abomination. So I thought that was pretty interesting. I was like, hmm, okay, all right, Thaddeus Ross, I see you. You're you're, you're still in the back of my head. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, ultimately enjoyed uh, enjoyed uh, parts of this episode for sure. Um, the reveal of Zemo at the end was was really 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 cool. Can't wait to mm-hmm. see. Um, ultimately, I just assume Zemo will be our main bad. Flag Smashers will will prove to be anti heroes. Um, I even said it to you. I don't know if you remember. I said this to you before when the trailer uh, came out that it looked like uh, when like there's this scene in the trailer where like there's a freighter and, and all that. And it's like Bucky and Falcon kind of like uh, shooting and running away from it. It looks mm-hmm. like Bucky is shielding Carly Morgenthau. Um, I, I think I brought that up to you when we were talking about the trailer when it first came out. And I was just like, that hmm. officially confirmed to what that she's Carly Morgenthau. Oh yes, 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 absolutely. Yep. Um, I, I am still curious to see if, this is a gender swap or if this is a legacy thing um they haven't really gone into it yet so i'm curious to see um where they choose to go with it right uh so yeah i really i really dug it you know, i've dug all of it so especially since the first episode that fucking they caught me right away this this show um but yeah again the show succeeds again um it's doing its thing uh right from the beginning like when when you get you get to see a little bit more from john walker because like right away everyone expected him to be the bad guy <laughs> and look at john in the comic books has been both a bad guy and a good guy so when people ask me is he bad i'm like he's been bad and he'll probably be used as an antagonist but i wouldn't say he's evil or anything you know what i mean 
his intentions. Uh, all right. So yes, to so what you're saying, his intentions aren't to be evil, right. but he is one of those people that power will corrupt him into becoming, I assume, the U.S. agent. Um, right. So no, it's not like he set out and was like, "Yo, f Captain America, I'm the new guy." Like right. that was that, no, that wasn't his course. No, and then the smart for him, you know, and then right away you get his back a little bit of his backstory. Uh, and you know, he had Sally's good intentions, you know, they chose him to be, and he just accepted it at this point. And that's really what it came down to. And it's like, I guess his close friend is Hoskins, Lamar Hoskins, uh, who they gave even a nickname to. So, and I guess that's his Bucky, you know, um, at least in this, because he's Cap, so he's going to be his Bucky. And in the comic books, actually, that's exactly what happened. Lamar Hoskins was Bucky. <laughs> it was yep. weird. Yeah, you can't give someone's actual name away. It wasn't. You know, it was <laughs> That's why I'm like, Bucky's not a moniker. <laughs> like, yeah. That's his actual government name. <laughs> it's a nickname, but still, like, that's his actual. That's from his real name. Um, but it's it's funny because like, I did like both costumes. Like even the the the, the new cap costume, even though it's very reminiscent of the U.S. agent costume, except yeah. in red and blue instead of black and red. Um, and of course, um, the Battlestar costume is more tactical, but still, I mean, reminiscent of the original Battlestar costume, just less colorful. Um, but still, thought they pulled it off pretty good. Do they have powers like you were saying earlier? Possibly, because that's kind of that everything like, like you were saying about earlier about the power broker, and it seems like it just seems like the the Black Smashers stole the vials from the power broker, right? Right, and use it on themselves. Um, now the power broker could be working with the government, like you said, maybe Ross, right? And maybe the, he's behind um, the new Captain America and all that extra shit, because that's kind of what he wanted anyway. You know, he wanted a super soldier. Yeah. Um, and he probably did, um, you know, they said they did say they did some work, on, not work on him, but they did some physical whatever on him, and he, like, tested out, you know, greatly, and, you know, then that's why he was chosen to be Captain America. Maybe they did in Jedi. You can't really tell that he has powers like in this in this episode he doesn't, he doesn't do to me he doesn't do anything that super. i want to speak to that because <laughs> the reason why i thought he 100 percent had powers in this episode or, or super strength rather let me be specific um was think about how strong the the flag smashes are when he first landed on the truck and kicked carly she kind mm-hmm. of flew back a little bit that's not what you would expect of someone who has super strength that someone who does not can do that. Um, so either they just overplayed it a little bit for, for you know, to, to make it a little bit more dramatic, or there was a little bit more to his strength than, you know, than they're letting on right now. So that's the only reason, that's the only thing I'm going off of at this moment. I didn't. Um, I think he has some some serum up in that blood. She didn't fly enough back then for me to get, to get that, you know, just to me, she just flew back. It's whatever. I didn't really, I didn't really think about it that way. Um, it didn't seem like it was like excessive. That's why. Um, and for neither of them, because if, if maybe he had um, Lamar might have it too. So I don't know. It didn't seem like either one of them have it. An only super soldier. I don't think his friend has it. Because when. He might, might not. The reason why I don't think his friend has it is, and again, it, it could be a swerve. I mean, literally the whole fucking series of WandaVision has fucked my head over with swerves and shit. But um, when they're <laughs> mentioning the super soldier serum, Right. Kind of look at Walker and Walker's kind of like, huh, yeah, I know what that is. But Hoskins is kind of like, 
I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> like, like, oh, okay. I, I don't know what that is. Um, you know, like he knows it, the idea of that that cat probably had it, but he doesn't seem like he knows about it as in he has it. Uh Walker kind of seemed like unresponsive to it, as if he knows exactly what they're talking about because he's experimented with it. Um, and to me, it's like they're trying to duplicate cat. And if you look at it, when Sam's like, Bucky, I think, asked him, have you ever jumped on a live grenade? And he's like, yeah, yeah I actually have. So to me, that then kind of feels like they were going through all the trials that Cap went through to mm -hmm. make the most authentic Cap. And what's the last thing that Cap got that made him an authentic Captain America? The super soldier serum. Mm -hmm. um, so even if he doesn't have it now, it's very, very, very likely he has it later. But I, I think it's a what? possibility he has it now. All right. Well, I mean, either way, like he either has it now or he doesn't. Like, I don't know. To me, they didn't give me enough evidence to say that he does. Doesn't say he doesn't. That doesn't mean he doesn't have it. <laughs> um, to me, it just didn't. To me, he didn't do enough super stuff for me to say that he did. Uh, neither of them. Uh, but I know in the comic books, they both get their their super soldier strength or, or abilities from the power broker. So that's why for me, it's like. Maybe they follow the same path, and that's how they got their powers either already or right now, or eventually they will. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. Because um, maybe they, at some point, if they don't have it, they that, that later on, maybe they feel like they have to 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 have an even match with the the Flag Smashers or even Bucky and um, Sam. Um, so like, I don't know. We'll see where that goes. Um, but I do believe it's all connected at some point because I did the Power Broker has a, at least a very major role in. Um, a lot of the characters so far that they've shown, even fucking um, what's it, Joaquin, <laughs> which is weird. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't expect them to do what they did in the comics with Joaquin. I'm just saying he is Power Broker was also involved in that. Yeah, I mean, look, I don't put anything past them. It's it's very possible, and I gave you credit actually, Joel, uh, Saturday. I said that you had brought up how cool it would be to see Bucky take on the moniker of Nomad. And maybe yes. want to do his own thing. So to me, it's like if the whole purpose of this show is to make Falcon Captain America, I kind of need then a Falcon, um, like the moniker of Falcon. Not like obviously he still has his wings, right. um, but to me, you know, and, and again, it could be the Patriot. The Patriot, uh, very well, and we did see the person, yeah, uh, who is the Patriot. We don't know if he will become the Patriot. Correct. Um, but uh, what's his name's grandson? Um, Eli. Yeah. Yes. Um, so to me, I just need Falcon to have uh, a sidekick. I, wh whoever you want the sidekick to be, I, I don't have a preference. That's the second time that the, they never mentioned the character, but he's credited with the correct name in the credits. Like last time, they never say Joaquin's name. They say just whatever, Colonel or Lieutenant or whatever the fuck he is, or Torres, right? Yep. Um, but then when you go through the credits, it says Joaquin Torres. Same thing with, with Eli. Um, you you know his name is Isaiah. You know his his grandfather's name, whatever his name is, Isaiah Bradley. Mm -hmm. So when you go through the credits, it says his name is Eli or Elijah. Um, and Brad. I said it Saturday. I'll say it again here. One of the things that I thought made Isaiah really special was he does not have any powers, um, yeah. which is why, to me, ideally, he he would be the smartest choice to be Sam's um, what do you call it? Sidekick because it's the idea of you don't need powers to be a hero. Um, and, you know, I, I kind of would like the idea of seeing the two of them together. 
Um, the only hesitance I have is clearly the Patriot will be a new, a young Avenger. Um, right. So That's it's probably like probably yes. Right. So if the young Avengers are a series, then it's like I don't need him in both. Um, but if right. it's a movie, you know, maybe he could dabble a little bit. But that's why my my mind is on Torres till it's proven that it's not. Um, because or we you know. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, like you were about to say like Torres is the Falcon in the comics. <laughs> right. Right. So to me, I think me and you 100 percent believe this kid will become the Patriot at some point and he will join the young Avengers. Yeah. Um, but to well, me, Torres when is more like again, no? say it again. I said we got to find out when he when he pops up again. Yeah. Because as far as we know, like you know, he didn't. He was on his Isaiah side. Like you know, need none of this shit. I don't know. Maybe you know they they, they we see Isaiah. I would love to see a flashback actually of Isaiah when crazy? he. Was I don't know if it's him. true or not. I was because I was looking at, uh, and I know we can never really go by this, but I was looking at the credits to see uh, on God, what's that? IMDB. I was looking at yeah. it to see, um, you know, who they, who they were calling certain characters. And okay. when I looked on there, it said the guy who's playing Isa- uh, Isaiah Bradley uh, okay. is only in one episode. Really? That's that's what again. That, that that's not gospel. You know that that's not the. You know sometimes people are able to get into IMDB and do whatever. Um, but it says only one episode says he's only credited for one episode so Carl Lumley um, but yes that's uh... yes Carl Lumley yes thank you um so if that's true then it does seem like this was more so just like getting them on the right track of knowing where to go to figure out like talking to him is what led Bucky to the the conclusion of like shit we got to go talk to Zemo okay so it's it's pot I'm just saying it's possible that that's that's all we all we'll see of him that doesn't mean that's all we'll see of him in the MCU, just poss- possibly for this series. So, who knows? Um, but it, it talk about a ball dropper if we don't get uh, the Patriot. Yeah, I mean, we probably won't get Patriot in this this show. But no, I no, mean, no, no, no. I mean, I mean, in like if they come out with a Young Avengers roster and Patriot's not part of it, that's what I'm speaking to. Yeah, not, as long as they, saying. yeah, as long as they set it up, sure, yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, so overall, you enjoyed the show, right? I'm very much enjoying the show. Good, good. yeah, the whole dynamic is interesting. And like, oh, I gotta tell Sam, look, I know there was a a black Captain America, or at least super soldier, years ago. (laughs) I would love to see that fight, bro. That'd be really cool. (laughs) I thought it was really weird when Sam got really upset, like. How could you not tell me, bitch? Why would I? <laughs> like, I'd understand if if uh, if Cap was mad at me, but why did I need to tell you? I, I don't need to tell you that. Yeah, um, sure. yeah. That have would that have made you not want to give up the shield? Like, what, what was the importance of me telling you that? Um, but I did like how Bucky was kind of just like, I didn't tell Cap. He kind of had enough shit going on. <laughs> like the last thing you need Cap to find out when he's trying to readjust himself to the world is hey by the way there was a black guy before you and history kind of erased that like Cap yeah. was so guilty yeah well here's another thing i found out because i thought it was i thought it was before uh, um steve but apparently wasn't <laughs> it's was after steve um and um and what happened was it was i think um what was it like a hundred hundred people hundred 
I think black guys from like Mississippi and only a couple of them worked on a couple of them, not all of them. And then, but unfortunately like one survived and that's what ended up being Isaiah. And Isaiah was the main subject the whole, I mean, the rest of the way through. And then he became that, you know, the main. I compared it, I compared it to the Tuskegee. Uh, if, if you know about mm-hmm. the Tuskegee's uh, and how they used to be experimented on, mm-hmm. I compared it to that. Um, but I thought it was before. Like I, I thought the whole did, thing was the first original Captain America that history forgot about. I thought so too. But when I went back and looked at it, I, apparently that's not the case. Hmm, interesting. Well, I look like an idiot Saturday. Anyway, <laughs> I um, did. I've said it myself, so I look like an idiot too. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, overall, I think we both enjoyed it. Can't wait to see this next episode. Uh, I'm really interested to see how they progress the story. There's only four episodes left. I know, I'm so excited. <laughs> like, kind of like I got, you know, I'm interested to see how kind of on the fastball they get here, uh, and if any episodes are maybe a little longer heading towards the uh, the finale. We'll see, because that last episode felt short. I'm like, come on, that was it. That's how you're gonna end it. Yeah, no, maybe it's so invested, <laughs> but still. And I'm really curious. They classify this as a limited series. Okay. So, Falcon Winter. I said we probably won't get another Falcon Winter Soldier show. No, 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 no. I, I get that, but uh, I, my my biggest thing is, um, are, are you going to continue doing Falcon in a series format? Um, is is the the biggest thing that that piqued my curiosity? Because I well, mean, you could have you could have a season two and just call it uh, Captain America, or something. You know, it's like division. Like it's not. It probably won't be named the same if they come back with another show. Well, can't wait to see what they do. Um, all right, let's move on. Let's talk a little bit. Uh, we've not been able to talk about it till now, Joel. We've been sitting on this for freaking forever. Uh, well, recently, you t- you told me. I swear to God, I thought we saw them all together, but you've just recently seen all three episodes of Invincible. Correct. Uh, what a show, right? Yeah, I love it. It's great. Oh my God, it is such a good show, man. I might even watch it when we're done with this. That is, ugh. The writing is so goddamn good. Um, And I loved how, like, episode three kind of ended. I I, I was telling you on uh, two two cliffhangers, the first one kind of being, what you call it, kind of going, I think your husband knows more than he's letting on, and she's kind of, shut up. And then, like, you see him walk in, and he kind of feels that cold air. So, like, he knows what what was just in his house. Right. Um, so he will not be too receptive to that. Can't wait to see that play out. And yeah. the other cliffhanger is uh the rope again, you're gonna have to help me with names, but the robot. Robot. Um, What's his name? Oh, robot. Okay, perfect. Thank you. Um, look at that. I knew it. Damn, I should have been more confident. Anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, robot uh looks like him and the uh the leader of this of, of that super group. Mm-hmm. That's something going on. I don't exactly. know if it's their way of trying to push the heroes or if they got a hidden agenda going on. The Guardians of the Globe, as they are called. Yeah, I don't know if I don't know if he has a hidden agenda or if they're just trying to push their heroes. What, what do you think? Or have you not really like thought about it much? I haven't thought about it much, but you know, I have read much farther along, and I don't. I honestly don't remember. <laughs> like I don't remember. I mean, I thought like I told you I don't remember the fucking demon detective. I'm like I forgot about him. Uh, <laughs> So it's been years. So I'm a little. A lot of things are, you know, not completely clear. So it's, it's some of this stuff is familiar, but also 
uh, new because <laughs> I forgot <laughs> it's been a while. Um, so I can't wait to see where it goes now, considering where we're at currently. Because it seems like obviously the demon detective's on his ass, uh, Omni Man's ass. Uh, like I know where it's going, but I want to know how much of it is they're gonna do. Like, will it go all the way? Will it change? Like, I remember, um, what's his name? Damn it, the alien. Shit. Ah. That uh, Seth Rogen did the voice of him. Who? So who did the voice? Seth Rogen did the voice. Uh, I think it's Alan. Alan. I think it's Alan. Yeah. I believe it's Alan, a big ass alien. I used, to, I used to imagine a rock was Alan, but because <laughs> um, he just, he's just Alan in the comic. Just, it looks like just like him. But it's, he's huge, uh, and he has this weird some like fight thing that go with Omni Man where they have this like friendly battle. It's weird, but yeah, obviously, um, Invincible did it this time and was not didn't understand that this is just a thing that him and Omni Man did, <laughs> which is funny. You'll get to see more of Alan in the future. Um, <clears throat> but I do, I just love everyone. I love like that we got to see more of the um, Guardians of the Globe. That they seem to have made small changes, like uh, Shrinking Ray is a girl now. That's new. <laughs> um. Monster Girl's there. That's cool. She's the same, at least. Um, who else is the same? Explode, duplicate. I mean, I mean, I'll say right now, just kind of, and spoiler alert, obviously, for our listeners, sorry. Um, but that is possibly some of the worst ways to possibly die, how Omni-Man just wrecked through that whole crew. Yeah. Um, spoiler, yes. <laughs> I would say a it, um, you know, any individual would say that's probably exactly the worst possible ways to die. <laughs> like yeah. Omni Man just was just like, I could have killed you guys a lot more friendlier, but I'm gonna do this in the worst possible ways. Um, and I can't wait to see how that all plays out. I, I really hate the format of releasing three episodes only to make us then wait week after week after week. Just yeah. one episode. <laughs> just give me one and make me wait week after. But when you tease me like that, it's like, well, just release all of it. The hell. Um, sure. But we will have to wait to see what, what happens with Invincible going forward. Joel has some idea. Robert Kirkman, when I spoke to him, said, you know, it was a healthy balance of, of trying to bring uh, what you know to what you don't know. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, you'll see a lot of things that, you know, and like, like you were saying, the trash can thing meant something to you because that's, that's accurate. Yeah, um, I remember that. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, he's saying there's a lot that you'll probably find that's accurate and a lot of stuff that's probably a little newer. Yeah. Um, so he said it was, it was, you know, it was fun to try to find the healthy balance of the two. Um, but all right, let's move on. I want to do one, two last things, Joel, so we can get out of here. Um, I want to first do American Gods. Uh, just got canceled. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> got canceled. It's possible stars will do a TV movie, um, but it will not be going forward. Um, this bugs me because I still to this day don't understand why TV stations base things off of um, uh, what do you call it? Um, Books? No, 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 no. What do uh, what do they say they didn't have enough viewership? I don't yeah, know right. if it's off of viewership, mainly because you're in a generation now where people don't watch TV as much. 
um, they they stream everything. Like they want they want the end result. You know, like I know a lot of people that don't watch full football and basketball games. They want to just see the highlights. Um, so I'm like, the ratings is just something that's just really hard to go off of. Um, ratings shouldn't be why you don't want to continue this show. And I sometimes feel like ratings is the excuse. Um, I tell you right now, Arrow, regardless of what you tell me the ratings were, Arrow could have gone another four seasons. It absolutely could have. Black Lightning. Me, me not even have seen this, uh, any season after the first season. I could easily tell you that show could go a few more seasons. But it's one of those things where it's like, it's okay to just say you don't want to continue to do the show. <laughs> like, stop putting the blame on us. Like, you guys didn't watch it enough. Dog, what? No, that's not true. Because I guarantee you, if you go to Twitter right now, there's at least, Joel, and I'm not even exaggerating, there's probably at least 20,000 people on Twitter telling you that they love American gods. I only see one, but that's fine. I know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> but you're also not looking. That's why you only see one. Um, but my point being, everything usually has a fan base. And, you know, no matter how big in, in scope it is, it's a fan base nonetheless. So I'm like, I'm sure there's people that want this. Uh, I mean, shit, Joel, after that first Justice League movie came out, before it really became a thing, there were only a few people that, man, I wish we could see what Zack Snyder wanted to do. And then look what that shit became. So I'm like, it exists. It's just yeah, one of those things is, where it's like, you have that to. Was, <laughs> that's something else, though. <laughs> no, I'm just saying of the idea of it started off with like some people going, man, you should really like let Zack do his version. Like he keeps saying he has it. And then it just snowballed into everything. Um, so I'm not speaking more so to the end result. I'm speaking more so to how powerful it could be, um, you know, with a fan base. And it's like American Gods has a fan base. A lot of so fan base. It's just, unfortunately, it just doesn't always work out. Like, like this show always has some type of issue every season, it seems. Um, and it just, it always felt like it was going to be on the chopping block. So I'm surprised it got to three, honestly. Yeah. I mean, like I, like I was just telling Tia like an hour ago, to me, it's they did not do a good job marketing the show to people who have absolutely no idea what the hell is going on. Yeah. Um, it very <laughs> much seems self-contained to where it's like, you got to know to know. And it's like, what? That's not how you do a TV show. <laughs> you could do a movie like that, maybe, but that's not how you do a TV show. You have to cater it to people who have no idea what this is supposed to be. I told you numerous times, I, I would leave episodes going, I don't even know what the hell I just watched. I, Every season that happened to me. Was yeah, just, I'm I'm like, what, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> so obviously it didn't do a good enough job with that. And that falls on marketing. So I'm like, again, stars, don't blame yeah. us. You well, um, Yeah, I mean, I watched the show. I mean, I like, I mean, I remember hearing about the book and I was interested in the show because of that. But like, I don't know. It just didn't. For me, it didn't do enough to hold me. Now, I did a nice job in this season. This season did a really good job. But, like, the first two, it's just kind of, like, all over the place. So, and I, you know, I'm sad to see it go. But it didn't, like, I, I know for the, I know I can speak to you as saying it definitely didn't have enough action in it. But that's not what it was there. It was not there for that. It was a very story-driven show um, that I wish had a little more elements. You know, more things were fleshed out. Because it really was kind of all over the place with the gods. There's so many different types of gods. There was 
they, they do they didn't do the best, you know, uh, in terms of explaining that, you know, and I think they could have done a way better job. Yeah, and and let me be specific because I I'm I I think I explained it well enough when we did the review. Action wasn't what I was in a desperate need of. It was the idea of you kept building this great war. And it was just like, all right, after a while, I'm not just going to keep sitting here as you keep trying to build up this war. Give me the war. like You know what I'm saying? I don't mind the story. I, I don't regret anything about what I've watched in these three seasons. Not one thing. I just wanted to know, was there ever a light at the end of the tunnel? Like, were you... Were you ever going to give us a war? Were you just going to prolong this as long as you possibly could? Um, so it was just it, it was just that. And I told Tia, ending it on a cliffhanger, knowing going into this season, it was very possible you weren't going to want to continue. was the most asshole thing you could do. It really was. It, it really, 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 truly was. Like, why would you do that? Because now it's just like, well, don't give me a maybe you'll do a TV movie. You owe it to to the actual fans of the show to give us some kind of resolution. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, I, I don't know. To me, that's just it's always frustrated. Don't ever end something you're not sure if you want to continue on a cliffhanger. Yeah, that's on the showrunner to to do that though. That's like, hey, look. I mean, and again, that's the studio lets the showrunner do what they want to do. Uh, at some point, you got to go look. Um, it might not come back next year and that's on the studio to tell them that and then director will go okay well then i guess i should end it early right um, you know but like like i said like some most of the times they don't know until it's over and you just have to read the writing on the wall some people just don't yeah frustrating but all right mm-hmm. well to end our night man that woman but woman it was a solid episode agreed I do enjoy black. I don't know how much I enjoyed the changes they constantly make to Black Mask in every appearance we see him in. Um, Unique to each place. Each place (laughs) makes sure it puts its stamp on it. For sure. Uh, But again, I'm going to tell you like I like me and you talked about when uh, we saw the trailer for uh, the Emancipation of Harley Quinn. I'm not calling it Birds of Prey. Um, I love adding in the False Face Gang. Or false face crew, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah. I love it. I, I that's to me one of those hidden gems of Black Mask that if you don't know, mainstream DC doesn't really care to show you, um, or it hasn't really had any interest before. Um, so I'm like, they did it in the movie. I loved it. They're doing it here. I love it. It's it's a really cool idea. Um, yeah. Now shout out false face. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, now, I'm going to say what I said for the Harley Quinn movie, and they didn't do it. They went extreme. I do like the idea of the mask being something that can't be taken off. Like, it becomes him. Um, so I'm curious, does Batwoman go there? But I'm just really glad that, again, unfortunately, we have yet to get another Black Mask that ultimately will never go up against a Bruce Wayne. But, again... You know, just to see Black Mass, I guess I got to take the good with the bad. So, um, but I don't know where they're going with this whole Kate Kane shit. It's really fresh. You know what's crazy, Joel? I'm watching the episode. I'm like, you know what? You know, I got to take it easy. This is this has been a really solid season. And then, like, it reminded me when Black Mass is talking to Kate. I was like, oh, fuck, that's right. That's what I hated. Like, <laughs> like 
damn it. I was really hoping I, they would completely like stop talking about this. Um, Cause to me, it's just like, it's, let me just get a full season where I can just worry about Ryan, where I'm just sold on Ryan. She gets everything. And now you're just bringing other shit. Um, but how did you like this newest episode of uh, Batwoman? Well, solid. Like you said, you know, I, thought, I liked the whole season for the most part. I thought it was been a solid season. But this this episode, again, we get to see Black Mask. That was cool. Um, like we get to see the, the, the Bat game kind of officially form where they finally like thought like actually communicating with each other um like look we're a team we gotta work as a team and all this extra bullshit um but yeah i thought it was a pretty solid episode overall um and we get to see now we and they've obviously explained where fucking kate kane has been uh this whole time well we kind of knew that last time but you know officially <laughs> and they they they, they, they um at the end, it was um, what's her name? Enigma. At the end, that was cool. I didn't expect to see her. So, so you had Enigma and Duella in this fucking show. So, which not to be confused with the fact that Matt Reeves is going by uh, Enigma. Uh, well, yeah. Um, Enigma is his name, uh, Edward Enigma. Um, right. But like it's at um, but it's uh, i think it's Na- i forget what his real nashton or whatever the fuck that's his real name before he becomes edward, edward he changes he changes it to edward enigma and okay. an enigma the girl the girl at the end is in the comic books also known as the riddler's daughter now yep. will she be the riddler's daughter i have no idea but i mean that's another character just like they introduced to well Dent, i think last season who's connected to Two-Face in some weird way. Men also known as the Joker's daughter, which is another weird thing. But look, they're using these female villain characters that are that they get usually swept under the rug a lot. So cool. Well, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hell, who needs to see the actual versions of these characters? No, let's get their offspring. Right. Um, <laughs> ah, that would forever hurt me. But anyway, Joe. <laughs> um, I said they're using where they're in the Batman movie, so. Yeah, luckily, thank goodness. Um, but yeah, so we got Batwoman going on a week or two uh, break. We got uh, Superman going on a break till May. Yeah. Um, to welcome in Supergirl. Yes, um, Flash and Supergirl will continue. Right. Uh, I think Black Lightning's on a break too because last week it was it was old, but I'll check again tomorrow. I don't know. Yeah. So some of these shows is breaking. I guess this would be the equivalent of like their winter break. Uh, this episode of Batwoman very much felt like the first episode after winter break is over. Like, you know how like every winter break has like the big cliffhanger. So like, it seems like if this yeah. were regularly scheduled, the winter break would have been the episode where boom, Kate Kane's still alive, you know, and yeah. now a different person or a different face. Sorry. Um, and then this is the first episode back. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see how everything gets played out and everything. Um, Godzilla vs. Kong Joel dropped mm-hmm. for us this Wednesday, which is the weirdest day to drop a movie. I don't know why they didn't just do it this past Friday. Um, uh, but it finally drops, and then we're a week and a half or almost two weeks away from Mortal Kombat. Yes, very excited about that. Oh, there's two things we didn't go over I wanted to speak on a little bit. Yeah, go ahead. Well, there was the whole uh, Russell Crowe got casted in Thor, so I'm oh, not sure. Yeah, I yeah. when I heard that, I immediately took that to possibly being 
Taika just loving to bring in these these people that are fans of of you know maybe some of these um, universes, yeah, and I kind of see him probably being uh, used kind of like how Matt Damon was used. Yeah, probably. I'm not saying that's well, the case, but that, that it's probably just a small cameo, probably not anything major. But even if it isn't, I mean, even if it's just a cameo, it could always be someone significant. But I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, I, I remember the theories people went with when Matt Damon got casted and he ultimately was just an actor. So only like if this were any other movie, yeah. I would say like, ooh, the possibilities. But knowing Taika and how he likes to 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 be very playful with these actors and have fun, yeah. it is very possible. It's it's just to, to have fun. Right. Like we know they're also coming back, like Matt Damon and them. Right. So to play the actors again, they're like, what the fuck do we need to see them again? <laughs> <laughs> I told you what I think that is. It, it, and if it is, that would be really, really, really cool. What What is that? I, I think it's possible that Gore the God Butcher uh, sees them and thinks that it's the real version <laughs> and kills them only to find out that they're just actors. Uh -oh. And then that's when he goes on his hunt for, for the real Thor. Oh, so that means he has to literally land on Asgard or New Asgard or whatever. Yes. Mm -hmm. Look, I look forward to seeing what that looks like, <laughs> like fully formed because we saw it just look like a fishing village. They they very much modernized it. Like they didn't try to change it at all. It was kind of just like no. Nah, yeah. Really yeah, they're not there yet. Plus, Thor didn't give a shit at the time. <laughs> not, not even in the <laughs> Um, but yeah, so we'll see what happens with that. Um, the second thing I wanted to go over, well, it's a rumor, so it's not like an, uh, an actual news, but still wanted to go over because he's been pretty accurate. But apparently they're making a Ghostmaker series for the CW. Now, I've sent you who Ghostmaker is in the past. You probably don't remember because you don't pay attention to me. But that um, is such a damn lie. I don't remember because my memory is garbage. It's not because I don't pay attention. Yeah, it's definitely a character I've sent you not long ago, too. Uh, and he's a fairly new character in the comic books. But um, they're apparently working on a series for him uh, at CW. So I'm like, that's interesting because he's, again, only been like, I've been running around a couple months, it seems. Uh, a very interesting character because he's a very similar origin to Batman. And the fact that, um, well, I don't know about his parents, but I know they have similar training background because they trained together in the past. So they have a rivalry going on. Uh, and he ended up recently in Gotham and has definitely, uh, he's more of a willing to kill type. Uh, his affiliation is, is apparently in the Bat family. Yeah, he's a Bat family member, uh, especially now. He wasn't before, but like, again, because he's a recently, he's a new character, but he just recently showed up and has been, um, but again, he's more willing to kill than batman is so right well here you go, joel here you go you ready for this oh do i look like a bat to you i am the ghost maker i am better than batman and i am here to prove it there you go yeah this dude see and he looks fucking cool as hell like, yes, he's he too i'm looking at it right here yeah he, he looks really cool um so uh, i don't know what they're gonna like obviously they can do whatever they want because he's a fairly new character mm -hmm. uh, and hopefully it is connected to um to the, C the, the, the regular universe within the cw because you know 
if he has any connection to Batman and him showing up, maybe showing up in Gotham first to take on Batwoman would be interesting because they have that dynamic. Um, and they can go from there. And then he can, you know, I don't really know where he would be because I don't know, but I don't I really know, know much about him aside from what he looks like. So I just thought I'd bring it up. No, I love that you brought it up. I'll bring up two things. One, CW, do me a favor, okay? Stop bringing up Bloodhaven if we'll never see it. It's really starting to piss me off at this point, Joel. We've literally heard the name Bloodhaven since the first season of Arrow. Mm-hmm. And we've never seen Bloodhaven. No. <laughs> like, why do you keep name dropped? Like, I would like, and I think what upsets me the most, Bloodhaven has a connection to the Bat family, Joel. So it's like, it's not just like a random name of a place that you could just say. It's like, it's an actual important place to the Bat family. I think uh, there were rumors back in the day when they were playing with it that they teased that night we might be able to show up but it never went there so because they, they never they never yeah they never officially got the green light to let nightwing go in but uh they definitely talked about it because i remember there was an actor pining for it at the time but never never actually got it yeah so that frustrates me but as far as Ghostmaker, i again i never love the idea of you introducing characters that are a part of batman but there's no batman um it's really starting to get old on me um, but the idea of Ghostmaker himself, I love that idea. And if done right, and again, not on the CW budget, if done right somewhere else and then airs on the CW, it could be really, really, really good. Um, and finally, we could have a semblance of a replacement for Arrow because Batwoman is not that. Um, <laughs> maybe Ghostmaker could be. Maybe. Possibly. So... We'll see, but uh, I am very interested in that. And I, I brief, I, I somewhat remembered you saying it, but I immediately looked it up, and I'm like, yeah, he looks really dope. Um, yeah. They even have him classified as no one knows his real name. That's right. So I'm yeah. like, oh, interesting. I like that. Um, so now so, I'm kind of like, if you're a show, do you play into that? Because like, yeah, you don't. That's <laughs> how the thing. You you, alter ego then. Yeah, well, I mean, you can play with it because he doesn't have a name. You know what I mean? So the show can like make up how that you progress with it with the character if they really wanted to. I would say the best thing to do is have multiple main characters to where the viewer doesn't know which one of them is is Ghostmaker. And then maybe that's something you give us maybe in the season finale. Something yeah. we didn't expect is the actual Ghostmaker. Um and the way that they slim these characters down in these shows. You know, you can make it so no one can really tell the difference if it's male or female. Right. So there's a way to do it. But to me, knowing the CW, if it is strictly from the CW, they that, that'll probably be something. That like, it'll be known to us, but not known to everybody else in the show who he is. And to me, I don't like that. It shouldn't be known to us either. If, if I go to the comics and they can't even tell me who he really is, you should not be able to do that either. Um, but, you know, whatever. Um, so again, Joel, we always say this, and I swear I think we jinx ourselves when we do it. So we're actually not gonna say it this week. Um, it had something to do with the Knicks, just so you know where I was going, where I was going with it. Um, so we're gonna leave that out of this episode. But next time we get on the show, we can talk King Kong versus Godzilla or yeah. Kong, uh, Godzilla versus Kong. Sorry. Oh, yes. Um, we also can talk episode four of Invincible, episode three of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. 
Yeah. Um, and so much, so much. I'll have binge watch all of uh Disney thing that Samurai Jack style Star Wars on Disney Plus. Oh, okay. So that'll be what the, I donate all my time to. The George version, whatever. I actually had that all recorded on a VHS. I don't know really? what the fuck said. Yeah, I don't know where it went though. By the oh, way, well. I am coming over sometime this week to steal those transformers. So keep the door unlocked. You're gonna have to uh, do. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, so make sure you guys stay tuned. We will be doing uh, figure it out. We're gonna be doing horror movies. So make sure you guys stay tuned for that. That's gonna be a hoot. I have a nerdy uh, question for the group actually. For tomorrow. I do. Well, it doesn't have to be for tomorrow. I could just send it today. Oh, yeah. Whenever you want to. Just make sure you write it so you don't forget it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, write yeah. it ASAP. That's the question <laughs> I've, I've asked you in the past. I just want to hear what they say. Okay. Then, yeah, leave it for the show then. Write it down so you don't forget. I'm going to send it now, actually. Fuck it. No, I want to talk about it on the show. Well, you can talk about it on the show. But I, don't, I need to hear what they're going to say. Okay. All right. Uh, all right, guys, that's all we got for you for this episode of Much to Do About Nothing. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in for an all new episode. We will see you same time, same place next week. Till then, peace. Peace.